Hello and welcome to another episode of The Grove. I believe this is episode 42. I kind of lost count because I don't pay attention to what the fuck that I'm doing. But I think at this point y'all know that I care about y'all. I just don't care about my own personal reason to keep things. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This got off to a weird start, but you know what, guys? Guess what? I have a surprise for you. It's not just my lonely ass talking to myself for a half hour today. We actually have a guest who has some, honestly, probably as good, if not better, information on the same dumb shit that I like to talk about. Introducing for the first time to the studio, Mr. Jeff Lynch. What's up, guys? Hell yes, guys. I'm very excited about this guest. I had a really good conversation with him uh this past monday and i was like i want this guy on the grove absolutely as quickly as possible so we got that on and now he's here and we're about to talk about a whole gang of shit <laughs> yeah definitely man so from what i understand you brought in a whole laundry list of shit that you'd want to talk about so yeah i think we could go ahead and because i'm like i'm you know i'm i like to consider myself you know kind of a jack of all trades as far as like weird science like I don't really consider myself an expert in anything, but I have a baseline knowledge of like, you know, cryptids and ghosts and aliens and just weird science in general. I've kind of thrown myself throughout my life into this study and pursuit of just weird stuff. Like I've got books on shamanism. I have uh, books on the goetic demons. I have a bl- like I have this book called the Grimorium Verum that has like black magic spells and all this type of shit. Like I've got a whole bunch of stuff that I've thrown myself into throughout the years, and it seems like you've kind of got. A similar background as far as like liking weird stuff so i'm very excited about this yeah man i'm pretty much the same way i know about a lot of shit but i don't really <laughs> you know i don't have that bu- the book knowledge about a lot of it but i think it's really fun to talk about and i think uh i think it's all it's actually kind of uh more entertaining to talk about the stuff when we don't exactly know what we're talking about oh yeah also uh he was kind enough to bring in some beer that was i just took a large drink of it and it is very very good hell yeah man sam smith not brown ale hell yeah good actually stuff. That actually reminded me when you mentioned when you were uh, mentioning that you were wanting to bring some beer. This uh, when we first conceptualized the Grove, we also wanted to do beer reviews. Oh, and nice! That just never happened. Uh, yeah, there so, you go. <laughs> so hey, uh, shout out to that shit. It's very very good. Yeah, this, here's our review. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know shit all about beer, but it's tasty. It's got uh, brown and nutty tones. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real. Like I love brown ales, and it's super fantastic. I think the reason that like. I stopped wanting to do that is because uh, I was did it with Josh Gladstone. And mm. Josh loves IPAs. Yeah, oh yeah. And I can't drink IPAs, so he would bring in beers and be like, oh, "I got this IPA," and I'm like, "Stop! Fucking <laughs> making me drink IPAs, Josh." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I'm a huge fan of beers and stuff, but uh, I feel like the beer review thing gets a little bit pretentious. Yeah, you know it's, I, mean? I mean, craft beers have gotten into this really weird kind of like, I like they they it's gotten so like different flavors have become so like I, I guess where i'm going with this is like i went to a brewery last night and they have these things now called uh, pastry stouts huh never even heard of and that they, t- they taste like okay like it was a the, this pastry stout apparently tasted like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich okay yeah and i didn't get to try it because i was in a hurry and i was just trying to buy like a bomber mm-hmm. they didn't have any bombers of it and they also didn't have any bombers of their regular stout which are not the regular but like the stout that they had at the time which was campfire s'mores okay and i was like that sounds fucking delicious because i like I like stouts, I like brown ales, I and I like sour beers. I just mm-hmm. for some reason IPAs I've never been able to get into. Yeah, I'm that same way but with lagers. I don't I'll drink like a bush light if I'm not trying to yep. get messed up, you know? But uh I'm not gonna go buy like a craft lager. Yep, it's exactly. Not really my style. Yeah, it's like if I'm gonna drink a lager, I'm gonna drink a sh- if I'm gonna drink a beer like that, it's like I'll just get a shittier version because like I'm not gonna like this that much to begin with. Yeah. Like 
the I think blonde ales are about as close as I get to like a lager. Yeah, blonde ales are all right. I have some weird like. I, I do not like sweets at all. I don't uh, know what it is. I have, like, no <laughs> sweet tooth whatsoever. So, like, these wheat beers, like those blonde ales, they're a little sweet for my, my tendencies. But, again, some IPAs are really sweet, too, yep. that I like. So, I really don't know what the fuck's going on with my palate. See, I love sweet things, and that's why, like, I usually avoid IPAs because they're uh, so bitter. Yeah. I mean, there have been some IPAs that I can, like, de- like, that being said, if somebody gives me a beer, I'm going to drink it. Right, yeah. Like, Unless it's, like, awful. Like, generally speaking, if somebody's like, here, try this beer. Like, I've never been able to be like, oh, no, like, I can't drink this. But, like, if it's an IPA, I'm always like, all right, like, don't give me a fucking another one, blow, please. Yeah. Like, Dude, I've had that happen one time with a beer. So, I lived in South Korea for a year teaching English. And uh, they're, they have, like, a a beer scene that's coming up, for, you know. Um, but you can only really get decent beer at the actual breweries. At the, uh, I can't remember what they're called. But the the supermarket that we'd go to to pick things up, they had like an IPA, and uh, it was definitely made. I don't know where the fuck they made it, but it was the worst tasting beer I've ever had in my entire life. That's probably Oof. the one time that I had to throw it out. Uh, and it was funny because we were with all of my Korean family members, um, and they were like, "Oh, what's this fancy beer?" And I, everybody tried it before I did, and they were like, gro- "Like they were disgusted by it." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, they just they're just not used to IPAs, you know." And I tried. It, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I threw it away. It was bad. Oh, that, see, that's. I mean. I've, I, there was one thing I think I like, and I, it took me so long to be able to drink beer to begin with. Yeah, like I hated it. Mm-hmm. I, like I couldn't. Like I, I would like literally gag if I tried to drink it. Oh wow! Like it, how long ago? Uh, this was as far back as only even three years ago. Oh, all right. Like, uh, literally, what happened is I started drinking a lot of ciders, mm. and ciders kind of had like a little bit. Not like they don't taste like beer, but like mm-hmm. they were more beery than like because I was a little bitch. And I used to drink a lot of Mike's Hard Lemonades as my, okay. like, beer equivalent. Yeah. And I just got tired of catching shit for it. Oh, yeah. I definitely. Dude, uh, something my wife was telling me about recently, uh, it's it's a pretty much on topic, but the uh, speaking of, like, ciders and the seltzers and Mike's Hard Lemonades and shit like that, uh, I guess she was telling me that uh, the hard cider, hard seltzers, like the Trulies and all that stuff, yep. I guess it's like a revolutionary technology, them coming out with those. It started, like, I think in the Northeast. But apparently, it's uh, exactly how they make um, like Mike's Hard and Smirnoff and stuff. But those beers have like uh, they're not exactly made the same way. But it's they like have a malt. yeah, they have barley in them. But oh, then weird. they have to add a bunch of sh- a bunch of sugar in there to get rid of that barley taste. Yeah. But then these like Truly and White Claw and shit, they figured out how to de- to make it without that that barley. So I think it's kind of like an interesting thing where uh, you kind of saw a couple few years ago, it was very regional up to the Northeast with the seltzers. Like my family members from Massachusetts came down and they brought a bunch of these ciders. We're like, what the fuck is this? This is nuts. Like the zero calories, you know, I'm getting drunk on it. Um, but then, uh, my wife was telling me this is like, like third hand knowledge. I think she like watch a podcast, but yeah, apparently like the alcohol industry was like pushing against it. Like this is fucked up. You guys are getting different tax rates because you're drinking, like selling hard alcohol. I don't know. It's interesting because that I guess weird. that resurgent tech that that technology comes about, and then you have like the old vampires that are like, "Fuck that! We can't have that technology." Well, it's out. kind of like how, uh, the, dude, it's amazing. Six deaths. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And they're like, vaping is done. No more vaping. Yes. And it's like, yo, al- tobacco kills like mm-hmm. thousands of people a year, and no one's like, no more cigarettes. Yeah. But like six people die, and they're like, vaping is done forever. Yeah. It's like, I- are you fucking like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I think what's crazy about that is it's like literally a statistical anomaly. Yeah. Like there's so many people that that hit vapes every single day, millions and millions, and six people die. Like that. And it wasn't like even, way out. You know? And it's uh, and the worst part is like they're intentionally being dishonest about it. Every one of those vape cases, they 
people of that like died or like were injured were using third party illegitimate things and yes. they used vitamin E as a thickening agent and that's what was causing the damage. Oh, is okay. you're not supposed to I mean, you're not supposed to inhale fucking anything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, especially not vitamin E. Apparently, oh, okay. that's what was that. causing it. Yeah, it was, it was vitamin E used as a thickening agent is what was causing it. So keep mm. smoking your jewels. Keep <laughs> smoking your fucking vi- like buy proper like I guess I don't think any of it is technically FDA approved, but like don't buy mm. third party shit. Like know where you're getting your shit from and you're fine. Jewel is fine. Blue is fine. Don't worry about those. Like keep fucking keep fucking vaping as much as I hate to say like, <laughs> I hated vaping for the longest time. And then yeah. as soon as they were like vaping is now illegal. I'm like, I am now staunchly for vaping <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> the minute you tell me i can't do something i want to do it yeah it's unbelievable because they banned it in michigan right yeah something well they're like working on everywhere now basically uh, what the fuck i the, it seems like the solution is definitely not prohibition that's historically not worked no, right and that's what's called it's the same thing that causes uh like you know drug overdoses and shit mm-hmm. it's like if drugs weren't as seen as like this awful thing like people who were overdosing would be less likely or they'd be more likely to like call for help because that's where a lot of overdose deaths come from is people that just want to ride it out and rather than, you know, get in trouble and then they mm-hmm. fucking over and same. It's the same thing with like a uh, high school drinking age. Exactly. Like, kids in high school die of alcohol poisoning because their friends are like, oh, we can't call the police because we're going to get in trouble. And then their kids fucking die. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, actually, there's a story that happened. I think in my high school, some kid got really fucking sick off of drinking like a whole bottle of Captain Morgan or something. Yeah, oh, They're like, I don't know if we should call cops. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck? Or call the ambulance, you know? Yep. I don't know. I, with the with the uh, vaping thing, I, I feel like they have an, uh, a unique opportunity to address the problem. The problem is, you know, the, the black market vapes are killing people and shit. Just propri- just make a proprietary vape that these guys can't replicate. Exactly. Yeah, what, what the hell? Oh, you good? <laughs> what up? I just punched myself in the nose with my microphone. It's all good. <laughs> I just reset myself and then was like, all right, let's do this right now. But, but yeah man i think i think with that vaping thing they're like oh just ban everything obviously like we said doesn't work yep. just make a vape that only takes a, pr- a proprietary cartridge a proprietary oh, yeah. cartridge would win would win out against the freaking uh, black market game oh yeah that's and ridiculous. that's what's like, like that's what's so insane is like anybody that has like a understanding of how fucked up this vape ban is everybody's basically just like no like it's it I don't know. It's amazing that people who are in charge like don't have or like it's so obvious that it's there's like big tobacco influence here. One hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. It's the same with like a. I I I can't remember if it's exactly this, but I'm pretty sure that like the same group uh, that or what is it the like just say no or whatever campaign. Okay, like dare or whatever. No, the there was like the like those commercials that were like the longest time of those like big publicity stunts where they'd be like, this is the statistics of people who die from smoking. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That was uh, like, I think they found out that like actually tobacco companies paid for some of those ads. Good God. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Yeah. Cause it's, it's the same thing is like the minute you start telling people, no, mm-hmm. they want to do it more. Yeah. So like, I think there's like some, there's a, <laughs> there's one of those things that has some guy's name in it effect. Like yeah. blank guy's name effect where it's like, Oh yeah. You tell me I can't do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's, I mean, because there's literally like a, I know, like I, I have, so I know somebody that has something that they literally like. I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's a, you know, with all the learning disabilities now kind of having their own mm-hmm. like individual pieces. Like, I know somebody that has something called opposition, oppositional defiance disorder or something like that. Huh. Where like it's, it is that thing. It's like as soon as somebody starts telling him what he can and can't do, he immediately just doesn't want to do anything. Ah, okay. Like it's just such like, and it's ingrained in him so bad that like it, you know like. It started when he was a kid, so like he would get in trouble at school because they'd be like, "Don't do that," and he's like, "Well, now I want to do it." 
three times as bad. Oh, yeah, wow. It, it must be pretty bad if you got diagnosed with it, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, that big, but that being said, it's like, with, like, I feel like, you know, every, like, you can go to the doctor and list off a, you know, laundry list of symptoms and they'll be like, you have X. Like, mm. that's what's really strange about, uh, like, stuff like ADD, ADHD, and all these, you know, neurological problems is it's, they're so hard to actually properly diagnose that a lot of doctors just don't. Mm. like correctly right. so they're just like oh okay like we think you have this i'm too fucking you know busy like dealing with other shit like whatever you want adderall here have some fucking adderall oh definitely man that's my my, my buddy my one of my buddies that he gets like prescribed vivance or something like that and i guess he, he just goes to the doctor he's like i actually want to like stronger vivance maybe you feel like <laughs> you know whenever i <laughs> i feel like uh, anybody that takes that stuff unless they're actually you know, they have legit ADD or ADHD. Yep. They feel like a god when they're on that stuff. But uh, he's just like, yeah, I just told him I was spacing off on it. So they gave me the highest prescription I could get. I was like, Jesus, man. Yep. He's like, yeah, they just did it. I don't really, I didn't really have to try that hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of like how uh, when I was in like college, like, uh, I mean, given I had like a legitimate reason, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it was weird how it worked out the way that it did. Like I was kind of having like, a, I was having like, a couple panic attacks because I was like getting to the point of graduation. So like stress was really kidding to me. So I was like kind of, Every once in a while, I'd have, like, panic attacks. And I told my doctor, I'm like, I'm having panic attacks. I'd really think, you know, if I could have some Xanax or something. And he's like, I can't write you, like, a prescription, but I can write you, like, a, you know, one-off of for, like, 10. And I'm like, fucking oh, please, like, yeah. help me out. So it was just weird that I could just be like, hey, doc, give me some fucking Xanax. And he was like, cool. Yeah, exactly. I guess it wouldn't be, like, a recurring thing. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, because that stuff, man, that stuff you can, I think you can sell that, I think you can sell that stuff for, like, like $20 for one of those pills or something like that. Yeah. That's insane. And like I had like, I mean, everything that I got from there was like off brand. Uh, yeah. Cause it was like fucking college. They're just like, whatever. Like, cause I, like I tried like SSRIs and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I hated those. Cause like I got diagnosed with like major depression in college. Mm. And like, I was like, I don't know. Cause I, I didn't even know that I had it. Yeah. Cause I like, I went and they, they made me fill out some like fucking, cause I, I think I went there for like a sore throat, like an actual like, physical oh. illness and they were just doing like a routine like here fill out this survey kind of thing and i filled it out like honestly not thinking anything about it mm-hmm. and then like two nurses came in and they're like hey are you all right and i was like yeah i think i'm fine and they're like you scored the highest possible on this survey and oh I was man like, oh no and they're like are you good and i was like i mean i've always been this way and they're like oh no oh like, wow and they're like you probably want some help and i was like i guess yeah so sure i'll take it yeah they're like you want some you we'll try you on this medication and then i tried the medication fucking hated it so i've gone without it since yeah so then now you just go tell jokes and try to make people happy exactly right? <laughs> i just I get my rush elsewhere yeah and it, honestly i think it's way better like those like i hate ssris they make you feel like i would rather feel sad than nothing and ssris kind of make you feel nothing oh yeah i guess i'm not i i'm fortunate enough i don't have to yeah. i don't have to deal with any of those ailments uh which kind of su- it kind of sucks for me because like when people tell me those stories, it's like, well, I can't sympathize, but I get like feel like I want to understand, you yep. know. But uh, but I've had people tell me the same thing where they're just like, dude, I just felt like a zombie walking through life, mm-hmm. just not even like color, like like uh, smells were flat, like colors weren't really like interesting, you know. It's like, man, that sounds yeah. Shitty. It was really strange because it's literally like, you like, and the weird part is like the sad thoughts and like they're like dark stuff stays it's not that you like stop thinking dark things you just like don't care that you're having these dark thoughts oh and then you think it, and it becomes a norm normality for you yeah and like i mean it was like like normal before to think that way but i, mm-hmm. I would have the proper emotional response but like 
when I was on the SSRIs, oh, my I brain see. was like, you should fucking just blow your brains out. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I won't <laughs> do it, but like, oh, man, and then yeah. rather than being like freaking out and like kind of like dark and like feeling the like desperation of like being suicidal, my brain was just like, yeah, fuck it. Like we could do that. And I was like, yeah, we could. Jeez. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it brings you down those roads of like the, well, I'm sure like it probably helps you with the topics for this podcast. You know, it's like yep. the existential uh, ideas that you talk about like oh what the fuck is there aliens out there maybe ghosts are real like what, what's happening in a different dimension at the same time it's happening right now exactly <laughs> and then that was the other thing too is like i didn't care about any of that stuff anymore like i just mm. i lost my passions like something made me happy uh, didn't make me happy like i wasn't sad i wasn't happy i wasn't anything and i was like there was one day where like somehow like a f- big thought kind of just busted through and was like you don't feel normal on these stop taking them oh nice and i was like yeah i probably should and then yeah. i didn't and then like my doctor was like I'm not going to, you know, be your mom. You know, if you don't want to take them, you know, you don't have to, but like, you shouldn't just stop taking them. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why you're yelling at me. Like, yeah. clearly, like, I don't know. It was a whole. Were you supposed to take like other drugs to come down from that drug? Yeah. Well, you're just supposed to like take it like smaller and smaller doses to kind of like level yourself off. Yeah, I guess. I guess that kind of makes sense. But I mean, if you have the willpower to just stop taking it, I feel like more power to you. Yeah. That's why, like, I don't really have an addictive personality. That's why, like, not that I'm like, oh, I could probably do drugs and be fine, but like, mm-hmm. there's that part of me that's like, you know, I, I, like I don't, I'm not afraid of like drinking or anything like that and becoming an alcoholic. Cause like even on days like I drank that basically that entire bottle of Jim Beam that I've got sitting over there just to myself, oh, right not on. like all at once, but like mm-hmm. I've drank all of that just kind of alone, and then mm-hmm. I haven't been like, oh man, like I need more Jim Beam. I'm just like, oh, I'm oh, almost yeah. out. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't. Yeah, I feel it kind of the same way. However, if I am drunk. My body's like, I just want to keep drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. That's the weirdest shit. When you're like, yeah. why do I, like, I'm like so drunk right now. Like, I don't need more. And your brain's like, no. Yeah, it's like, just one more, more beer won't hurt. <laughs> uh, that's the worst part about drinking whiskey, too, is like, once you like reach that threshold and you just stop tasting it. Yeah. Oh, man. And then it's just like, oh, I wonder how far this is going to go. And then you wake up the next morning. <laughs> your brain's just like, uh, dude, I fucking, I did that on Wednesday. Cause like, normally like i'll have something ish to do on wednesdays mm-hmm. and then i just didn't have anything to do so i was like i'll just stay at home do some writing fucking drink some whiskey and like seven shots later it was like nine thirty, and i'm like so drunk I'm, like, <laughs> i have to go to bed in like 20 minutes yeah for sure how, how did that go the next morning where you did you feel pretty hard or did you so go to bed early enough? i've figured out this weird trick and i don't know how long it's gonna last mm. but i figured out that if i just eat a whole sleeve of saltines <laughs> over the course of while i'm drinking okay. i just feel fine yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's absorbing the alcohol, whatever the fuck yeah. happens. <laughs> and it's got sodium. Like, yeah. I wake up and I'm, I mean, obviously I'm still a little groggy and like a little yeah. hungover, but like I woke up the next day and I was like, I feel surprisingly fine. Yeah, it's like, I can do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like I get less hungover from hard liquor. Ah, uh, I don't know about, I don't know if I, I don't know if I feel that same way, but you do, you drink hard liquor and you feel better than you do if you get, I guess it depends. I think cause I, like I'll do shots is what it is. Like okay. if I'm drinking like Captain and Cokes, mm-hmm. I think I might, but that, that's also a lot of sugar. Yeah. That's probably what gets me so, is, the, is the sugar on those. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm just doing shots of whiskey and then I wake up the next day, I'm just like, no, I don't really, I don't really feel sick or. Huh. Yeah. That's nice. That's got, <laughs> I've, I've, I am pretty fortunate. Like I. Well, I get a hangover. It's just like, oh, I've got rot or whatever. But oh, like, that's the fucking worst. Yeah, it sucks. But I'm a weirdo. Like, I never get headaches. I'm not a headache guy at all. And I, like, try to look it up, and verdict's out. I really don't know why. Some people are like, oh, I just have a really high pain tolerance. Like, I'm pretty sure that's not the, yeah. not the case. I don't even, don't even have get headaches, you know? And then yeah. there's some people, The uh, I guess some medical journals, like, 3% of people don't get headaches. It's like, fucking whatever. People lie. Yeah, right. how, am I, how am I supposed to know? I do get headaches sometimes, but... 
Yeah, like, that's what everybody says. Like, you get a hangover, they're like, my fucking head is pounding. Yep. I don't get that either. <laughs> no. No, it's my, I'm, most of my, I mean, I'll get, like, more sluggy, kind of, like, you know, body aches and, like, my stomach will hurt. Yeah. But, like, generally speaking, like, I mean, there have been days when I'll wake up in my head, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, especially, particularly bad. Like, yeah. Like, nights. Ex- that's exactly it. Like, if I go, like, real hard, sometimes my head will be like, nah, dude, like, stay, in- <laughs> we're not going fucking anywhere today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely get that. Like, it feels like you have, like, a half filled aquarium in your head. Oh, yeah. It's like, what and, the fuck? And you're just like, all right, we're not fucking moving today. <laughs> but I also don't drink that heavily anymore. Yeah, I don't either, man. I, if I go out, I have a good time. I think I've done a lot better at pacing myself than I did when I was younger. Yes. Oh, you Jesus. Know? Yeah, so I like be have way more self awareness. But like like uh, last night we went out for my friend's thirtieth birthday and we just had a blast, hung out all night, and uh, it's to the point where it's like, yeah, I definitely didn't black out, but I don't remember some th- some things. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like that always tiny joke, browning like out. I'm browning out. Yeah, yeah I definitely browned out last night. Yeah, that's kind of, that's generally <laughs> how I operate. Is like, oh, like I'll, I'll be like, if I really sit and think, mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, I kind of remember stuff like that. But then people will be like, or the, the worst is when I ride in Ubers with people and they're like, do you remember that Uber ride at all? And I'll be like, nope. And they'll be like, I apparently am like, I don't know what it is, but apparently every time that I'm in a car with an Uber driver, I just spend the entire Uber ride hyping them up. <laughs> you talking like, about how awesome they are driving? Yeah. Well, I'm just like, you're such a good fucking person. Like I'm drunk. You're sober. Getting me home safe. Like you're a fucking hero. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I don't do that the whole time. <laughs> He's like, dude, I get it, man. <laughs> so like, that's, that's the thing is like, I'm glad that I'm a friendly drunk. That's yeah. kind of like, I'm so glad I'm not an asshole drunk. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, there was a point I feel like maybe I was an asshole drunk. So I just I'm just kind of an intense guy when I'm drinking. Like I'm, I'm very curious, and if somebody says something I don't agree with, I'm like, hold the fuck phone. <laughs> hold on. <Yeah. laughs> I, I like that. I like to t- talk to people and stuff, but it's just like, hey, I don't really take bullshit. Like if you're talking about the zodiacs, yeah, it's like, all right. <laughs> that's what, that's what's also fun is like I like. Because I like like talking about ghosts and shit when I get yeah. into a conversation, especially if I'm drunk and somebody's trying to talk to me about like how fucking stupid aliens and shit are. I'm like, <laughs> all right, like, you listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> I have my theories, man. Yeah. Also, like I've had weird experiences that, like, I mean, again, I think we talked about this on Monday, but like, yeah. uh, there's all there's, perception bias is extremely huge when it comes to believing in ghosts and like other stuff like that because it's it's hard to disprove things that you've seen, especially when like the appeal of something being like unexplainable is there like yeah like I've, I've seen ghosts i've seen a ufo i've seen like a space battle what yeah uh so the space battle was really really weird i uh i was laying in like we were just hanging out in high school with a bunch of my friends and we were just kind of laying in like the driveway like looking up at the stars just you know doing you know dumb teenager shit you know mm-hmm. shooting the shit and uh i'm looking up and i see these like like so tiny that like they're not for sure aren't satellites okay because like i've seen like i i've you know i've looked at the stars and shit like i'm very familiar with like how the night sky looks Mm -hmm. and i see these two specks and they're not going anywhere like they're not continuing a path they're Mm. like kind of waving in and out of one another and i'm like what the fuck is going on here i've never seen anything like this like there's no real reason why something would like be rotating like that right unless it could like Rational explanation could have been the space station. Yeah, it but could have like, been something. It could have been a satellite. Well, you that's never the thing is, the they're... satellites they they move in a path. This was stationary. 
Well, there are, they can they can reposition satellites. So it could have maybe been a re- satellite repos- repositioning. But from what, what I understand, it's like takes like almost like an act of Congress to move a satellite. Yeah. But possibly that could have been something. And they that were you like, saw. the thing was like they were like pinpoint lights. Uh-huh. Like like usually satellites are like a little brighter. Oh, but like okay. this was like these were like you barely would have noticed them if you like does, weren't looking for them. Does that mean because so you you didn't notice like that uh, attenuation right like that spot that twi- twinkling? Is yeah, they weren't saying? they weren't twinkling. They were, were just like would that mean that they're uh, in the atmosphere like like closer to you than you think? I don't know exactly what was going on because they were like really really they were tinier than stars. Hmm. Like like the the stars were brighter. Like you really had to like see them. Like hmm. and I and then like. I don't know if it was just my imagination, but I would you'd kind of notice like little flashes going in between the two, uh, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this kind of looks like fucking two <laughs> spaceships shooting lasers at each other yeah. in my head. And then one of my buddies who was not like you know he wasn't really woo woo kind of guy. He's like, is anyone else seeing this shit? Hmm. And I was like, two things you know moving around, and he's like, and it looks like they're shooting lasers. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I'm seeing. Oh wow! So it wasn't even like, hey, do you see what I see? This yeah. is blah blah blah. You guys filled in the blanks for each other. Yep. That's pretty insane. I, I, I wonder, you know how it's like, there's usually a logical reasoning behind that. Because you'd think that all the satellites we had pointing at the sky would have been like, dude, we just saw a fucking space well, battle. But you got to wonder, like, you know, if it's something that localized, like how, I mean, if you if, if you kind of subscribe to like, you know, the whole government, you know, cover up thing, it's like, mm. you know, you'd be like, well, of course you're not going to talk about the fucking space battle. Yeah, I guess. And that's kind of where, like, and we didn't, you know, hear anything about it. And because, and again, because it was so distant, like, mm-hmm. it looked very, very peculiar. And, like, we were just kind of looking at it, like, what the fuck's going on here? So it was, like, operating in, like, a tiny, tiny little yeah, they would, like, sky? Or, yeah, like, it was, like, large? Just, yeah, just, like, a little spot, like, same spot. And they would, like, kind of, like, weave in and out of each other and then go back to, like, positions, but never in, like, a logical path. They would, like, oh. you know how, like, a fly will buzz yeah. around the room? It looked like that. Hmm. Like it didn't really have a path, but it would just kind of weave in and out of wherever the fuck I wanted to go. Right. Yeah. And, and it's it w- definitely not like a speck in your eye or something. Yeah. Your buddy was like, I see exactly what you see. Yep. And that was the, huh. that was the space battle. The UFO that I saw. Yeah. Uh, and this is, you know, and again, like I always have like kind of people, the, the, the ghost one, I don't really have anybody but me, but my other mm-hmm. one. So I, I saw a UFO when I was like eight or nine and I was with my buddy that, uh, like, and again, like I always use them as my like kind of way to justify it a little bit like i have a mm-hmm. friend who you know you're fucking stupid aliens are fucking stupid none of this shit's real <laughs> like uh but when we were like kids we were hanging out in my backyard and it was like starting to get lakes i think he was like staying over or some shit mm-hmm. we were hanging out in my backyard and we look over and we see the fucking moon or what we thought was the moon like real close kind of mm-hmm. like and like and it was like really weird because it was like in a weird spot because it was like but it was fucking huge and it was kind of like hiding out behind my like neighbor's shed and we're like well the moon is like real close and it's like really low in the sky and it's like super bright like oh okay so and then should have been up yeah. up in the sky yeah. and then all of a sudden it just <laughs> fucking shoots off and you guys both saw this shit. yeah and i and i would ask him about it in high school he's like i don't want to talk about it oh he's like affected by it yeah he's like uh because like because <laughs> he like again like he wasn't he didn't do ghosts he didn't do aliens he thought all this shit was stupid but if i ever brought that up he's like yeah i don't want to talk about that wow so it like broke his preconceived notion so hard yep that he didn't even want to address the idea that he was wrong the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff. My With uh, UFOs and aliens and stuff like that, I'm completely on board. It's like, uh, the ghost one, I'm still pretty skeptical. Maybe we'll talk about that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, the, ghost, the aliens, I think <clears throat> I think it's really interesting because I was watching like a YouTube video, this astronaut guy, you know, this is what hygiene's like in space. And he was talking about how they dispose of their shit and like yep. their pits and all that stuff. Um, and he was saying that, 
like there's no way for us to really go too far away from earth because like we don't have a way to get rid of our our turds like yeah he's like we're gonna shoot them out and then like hopefully they don't hit something or you know what i mean so uh i think i think you guys talked about this previously on a different podcast but like I think the only logical explanation for seeing these uh, UFOs that they're here is it has to be either some like crazy, crazy different uh, type of life, or it's definitely like an AI of some sorts, mm-hmm. and they're sending a, a quote-unquote drone to us to go see what the fuck is going on. Yep. Because I think it's interesting, being that we have a one potentially inhabitable planet like a hundred light years away, which I would take like th- let's just say I don't know a thousand years if we're going one tenth the speed of light. Take a thousand years to get here. That <laughs> there's so much involved in just yep. getting a, a one spacecraft here, and if people are seeing multiple spacecraft, quote unquote spacecraft, spacecraft around the world, who really knows uh, if it's if it's uh, the government currently is replicating technology? Maybe there's like first contact or some shit, or if if there really is uh, alien life coming to to Earth to see what's going on, I would be willing to bet there's no life on those uh, spacecraft. It's probably something relaying. But then you get into, uh, <laughs> I guess we could talk about this. Like, if if um, it really was going to be communicating with it, what do they have like relays all across like the the like a line of communication all the way to us, sending through the speed of light, or they have to be using a different kind of communication protocol, yep. right? Which we talked about this previously uh, or earlier. Uh, quantum communication could definitely be a way that they could do that because somehow you can send information through. Uh, entangled particles faster than the speed of light. It breaks relatively breaks down. It's like how the how the fuck does that work? Obviously, there's people that understand it, but right. it, but that could be one way. So they could potentially have this. Let's just say it is that place that's 100, 100 light years away that we've identified as possibly having having life. So they're relaying signals all the way from there. I'm that'd pre- be pretty fucking crazy if they have life forms on those on those ships and we're not seeing their debris we're not getting we're not intercepting any of their communications well i guess that one could be plausible we're not receiving the communication because it's through a different yeah a different channel and we just don't have the technology to yeah currently yeah and with that stuff like with the quantum communica- communication it is freaking nuts like it's so hard to really well at least in my stupid ass head I, it's so hard for me to understand uh like how that quantum communication works because the way that they encrypt it it's like a big part of it is like quantum key distribution is through like something called like a BB BB eight, I don't know some some shit like that where they they use they have to use regular um, normal light communication to in, to back up their their encryption that is at the quantum level or some shit. So they're using technology that's way 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 above our heads because right now like we can't we can send quantum we can send an information uh, through quantum communication. However, it's it's not very reliable. Like I think, I think the farthest we've been able to send it is like a, a couple hundred kilometers, and beyond oh, that, we can't. That's really not that impressive. Yeah, exactly. So, it, and then I guess like with the QKD stuff, yeah, quantum keyhole key distribution. I guess they can you can just shine a, like a bright light because they're communicating through photons, right? Right. So you can just shine a bright light at whoever's like receiving or sending this encrypted data, and it's fucked, and it yeah. doesn't work anymore. Well, like, uh, yeah. didn't they just talk about how? I, th- I don't know if this is exactly, but like. You're talking about shining a light. Mm-hmm. Didn't they talk about how we now have the technology to be able to literally make a laser so powerful that it can literally rip through space t- or through the fabric of space time? Holy shit, I've never heard of that. Yeah, so uh, Alex Carter, actually, shout out to Alex Carter, uh-huh. uh, shared this article about how uh, our la- we have like laser technology that's already so powerful that like, and we have like some sort of like, because I guess mirrors can also be like made extra special, I mm-hmm. guess. But like, apparently, if we do 
if we take a, some of the laser technology we already have and amplify it with some of the like crazy shit we've done with mirrors, we can literally amplify a laser to be so strong that it can burn a hole in space time. Like theoretically, like or they. Can I have, think. Done yeah, some I practice. think. Yeah, I think. Well, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think this might be purely theoretical, but in the yeah. sense of like. It is like the genuine version of not like the mm-hmm. you know the common phrase you know oh it's a theoretical thing like they're course. talking like actually mathematically theoretical yeah like we could burn through space time yeah wow I don't even know I don't even know how to even address that like yeah. <laughs> article I don't even know how that even work like nope and that's what's it's like I'm so fascinated with dumb shit like that I mean given like mm-hmm. when people are like oh you only like the cool parts of science it's like yeah no shit <laughs> of course what the fuck yeah like there are people who under <laughs> like the reason that you know the cool shit exists is because there are people who care about the dumb shit and like all props to them. But like, I'm too dumb to get that. Yeah. yeah, Of course I'm not going to get excited about some like weird code that somebody figured out that, you know, can talk about like, you know, X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah, of course I'm not going to get excited about that. I don't know. Fuck all about it. Yeah. But like, I am going to get excited when you're telling me we can fucking shoot lasers through space, (laughs) like literally like burn holes into other like dimensions. Like, yeah, no shit. I'm going to be excited about that. Yeah, exactly. The scientists deal with the minutiae. I'm just a guy that fucking tells, tries to tell jokes and I go to work. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about the the actual research articles. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe I'll peruse them and be like, I don't understand this. Let's go. (laughs) Somebody give me like a TDLR. (laughs) Jesus. Well, uh, kind of going back to your point about um, how, like, you know, we can't send people far into space because of that. Like, yeah. I've always had the idea that, like, or not always had the idea, but, like, I've, in the pa- like recent past, have kind of, like, realized that I personally believe that when we finally do make contact with some sort of alien life form, mm-hmm. it'll either be through telecommunication or there'll be, like, they won't be organic. Okay. So like I think like an AI, sort of, and maybe not necessarily even an AI, but uh, we've talked like, or I say we uh, scientists have talked about how like we're getting closer and closer to being able to put a consciousness, like a thinking consciousness, into a cybernetic body. Right. And if the people who are sending shit across space, then they probably have. If you're sending fucking ships that far into space, it's highly unlikely that you wouldn't also have the technology to put a thinking intelligence into an artificial body. Yeah. That is in, that that isn't affected by G forces the same way that human bodies are. That doesn't need to eat, doesn't need to sleep, or if, if it does sleep, like so that when it's set on a course and the fucking ship's just going instead of you know sitting there and experiencing thousands of years. Yeah. It shuts its brain off for a thousand years, pops back on for you know to do whatever, comes back, literally lives as a robot with a thinking brain. Mm-hmm. I think that if we run like we're not gonna see like you know the whole you know the little green man the little gray man type stuff like that's what that's why like anytime I hear something about uh these aliens that are coming to Earth like uh like as much as I want to believe Bob Lazar the fact that he's yeah. talking about that he's seen like you know like these spaceships where like little people would sit and like, right. the whole like the, the whole like theory of the little gray man and like all that stuff like anytime that somebody talks to me about like an organic alien I really like I've started to get a lot more skeptical about that yeah because I think that. It's so much more likely that there's no way a like a physical like skin and bone or whatever you know mm-hmm. like that being said I mean I don't know obviously like the universe is ridiculously large so like mm-hmm. the table of elements that we're familiar with might be like oh yeah. not even one percent of what all exists in the world so fuck Truly. me if I know but like based on you know my understanding of the world or the universe as it works as it is it's so unlikely that you find something that's flesh yeah definitely i think if those little green men existed how he described them it's like there's, there's probably like a like a different version of a sex doll you know yeah <laughs> like we have robots 
that we fuck, I guess. Like, I, you know, I don't, but... Exactly. They're very expensive. Like, <laughs> yeah, like $10,000 or something. Yeah. It's like, come on, you can just pay you when... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, those little green men, if they are, that's probably like... If they're if the guy's like, I did actually see it 100%, and he's telling the truth. It's like, well, you, you probably see some sort of AI put inside of a robot with skin or something on top of the, yeah. the robot body. Yes. Definitely. Because if you think about like just the logistics that are involved in sending people that far, like if you if you have people, you have to deal with the dust created by their mm-hmm. skin, like the skin flakes and shit. You have to deal with their excrement, all that stuff. You have to feed them. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And, yeah. Unless you have this crazy. Well, I guess they'd have to be insanely advanced. Yeah. But I mean, come on. Like if they're going to come all this way, why don't they just inhabit the earth? Yeah. And also it's like. Uh, there's all these like, you know, in, in space movies, for some reason, like the one thing that they always kind of use as like a cop-out or these weird like gel pods. Oh, Where, yeah. Yeah, like they get into a, like a weird stasis pod that fills with like, you know, some sort of like, you know, you know, gel that like, you know, deals with, uh, you know, oh, you know, it's not affected by like G-forces and it gives them their nutrients and yeah. I mean, the gel would like, you know, take care of any of the, you know, skin breaking off kind of stuff. Like these weird pods that it's like, just, nah, like I, I, that's the one thing I don't understand about like, well, also, when you think about how weird, like, uh, one thing that got me thinking was, like, how, like, the way the Avatar works. Okay, like, yeah. That fucking planet is how fucking far away? Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, like, I mean, they're, they, the missions to get to the fucking alien planet take, like, how, you know, I think, light years. Like, yeah, that, like a long shit, time. Yeah, like, long fucking time. So, like, by the time these people are getting there, like, that's it. The humans that they've ever interacted with are fucking so dead. Yeah, definitely. Like, so it's ridiculous that there's like a constant war on this planet, right? Yeah. Because like <laughs> the telecommunications between them and Earth, and unless it's, and that's I think that's what always blows my mind is mm-hmm. it's like they they say that there's like they have like telecommunications between them and like Earth, but how? Th- there's yeah, there's no way. Are they like sending like they found a wormhole and they're sending shit through a that, wormhole or something like, like what? Yeah. It's it blows my mind and it's like unless there's like and that because like I think the biggest thing is like yeah there's no way that this Earth would last that long yeah <laughs> like I, mean, I don't know that's what's it's so weird that's the one thing that I don't understand about Avatar and I could just be wrong they might have explained it and I totally am forgetting but like <laughs> right. in my head I'm like no wait a minute that wouldn't make any sense like unless they're just talking to like they they get sent out by people on Earth and then thousands of years later they're like. Oh, by the way, like I'm your new boss. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That stuff definitely doesn't make any sense. Cause, I mean, j- we're limited by how fast light travels. Yes. And when you, somebody's like, "That's a light year," I think. I mean, it's probably not giving people enough credit, but I, honestly, I feel like a lot of people when they read like, "Oh yeah, that place a hundred light years away," they don't understand. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but like maybe they don't can't fathom how far that a light year is. It's insane. It's like yeah. thousands, like a, kind of like two point seven million miles or some crazy shit like yeah, that. Yeah, dude, light years are fucking huge right yeah exactly it's a year for it takes a year for light to travel and it's like eight seconds or eight eight minutes eight minutes or eight seconds to get from the sun to the earth or something like that yeah it's so it's a ridiculous a ridiculous space like from earth to uh the sun to earth there's we've never had a manned space flight that's got even close that distance and that's a few that's a that's a yeah it's inconsequential that amount of time is nothing for light and then we're talking a 100 light years to go to like that potential planet that has water on it or whatever. Yeah, it's that's why legitimately uh, this whole like talk about like oh let's go to other planets to you know that might be livable. It's like no 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 no. 
we are so much more likely to terraform Mars yeah. than we are to ever do that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and that's what's fucking crazy is uh, if we could figure out ways to possibly, you know, like we could terraform Mars theoretically. Like mm-hmm. we, I, I think we even have the technology to do it. Because uh, I think it was Neil Patrick... <laughs> <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil, deGrasse <laughs> Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, uh, acclaimed yeah. astrophysicist. No, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about how like we have the technology and ability to mine, I think, asteroids that have water, I believe. Mm. Okay. Isn't, isn't the problem, though, that like they're worried that um, we're on the verge of a uh, technological breakthrough where we start doing that. It seems it takes so much time and it, it just takes so much money and funding to be able to do that. I think, I think I heard him talk about this. I'm sorry to yeah. cut you off here. I no, no, no. Yeah it's, yeah. yeah. it's like when we start doing that, we're going to we're like in 10 years, we're going to have technology that would have been able to get it done already, but we're in the process of, we would have been in the process of mining it, and they're like, "Dude, we're sitting here on standby with with stuff that could have already gotten this shit done already." Yep. You know? So that's that's got to be. I'm sure that's probably like one of the more frustrating conundrums as like a high level scientist on that end, where they're like, "Yeah, we could do this right now, but it's probably not smart if we tried because yeah. who knows what's going to happen when my grandkids take over for me and they have way way better technology." Right, and there's also like he even said that like, uh, because well, like he brought up the water issue about how there's but then he kind of is like yeah we can just like we can desalinate salt water mm. like it's not difficult i mean it's not or it's, it's difficult but it's not it's like expensive right yeah it's like right now it's just not like it's it's expensive but it's not like so hard that we can't do it yeah it's like that's where we get fucking table salt yeah is we desalinate fucking seawater that's mm-hmm. what like because or like how we mentioned like all salt is sea salt oh yeah right <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make a fucking difference yeah exactly but uh like, the problem is uh, if you desalinate water, it becomes distilled, and you can't actually live on distilled water. Yeah, I'm um, not smart enough to really respond to that one No, so uh, distilled water doesn't have yeah. any minerals in it. Okay, yeah, I was thinking that way, but I didn't want to say anything stupid. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, from what I'm, I mean, again, this is, you know, just kind of me regurgitating some shit. This isn't stuff that I know. Of course, uh, yeah. Distilled water has no minerals in it. Mm-hmm. So when it passes through your body, it wants to mineralize, I guess. Oh. So it will take minerals from you. And oh, okay. you'll pass them out and like through your urine. You won't replenish anything. You'll actually like you'll hydrate, but you'll be deplenishing uh, nut- like nutrients if you drink di- only distilled water. Interesting. That's, that's okay. You're not supposed to drink distilled water. It's bad for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, because it has nothing in it. Yeah, that makes sense. It, and that makes sense why in chemistry class you got to use distilled water because it doesn't have yeah, any additives exactly. in it to, to fuck with a chemical reaction. It's distilled water is good for cleansing products and like mm-hmm. stuff that you want to like. It, distilled is yeah, obviously like it's useful water, but it's like. The problem with distilling water is then you have to figure out how to, like, remineralize or whatever you, the phrase is. Yeah, what are you going to do? Put a fucking rock in there or something? Yeah, shake around? That's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you have to, like, that's why, like, you run, like, tap water and shit is run through, like, natural shit because it's like, yeah, you got to get some of the, like, you know, iron and all that other shit in it. That being said, like, I try not to drink tap water. Oh, yeah, I, d- I definitely filter all my water. Try not to do, I try to do as little as possible bottled water these days, too, because of all that, you know, trying to protect the environment yep. and stuff. But sometimes it's hard not to just pick up a bottle of water. Yeah. No, I, I need to stop drinking fucking soda. It's my... Oh, yeah? Yeah, because that's, that's all I drink is fucking soda and coffee, and then I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to fucking... Die. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you, you don't drink much water? No, but then uh, I... Well, I think what fucked me was I found out that uh, coffee apparently counts as water. 
Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, you get hydrated for drinking. Yeah, and there are people yeah. like, oh, it's a, it, you know, dehydrates you, and then people, and then I listen to one person be like, actually, no, and I'm like, I'm gonna believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that that works for me. I'll drink as much coffee as I want. Well, I think it is a diuretic, so I think it makes you, it makes you pee more. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it'll it'll do that, but you're not. It's not like if you drink coffee all day long, you're gonna fucking die of dehydration. Yeah, exactly. You're still be hydrated a little. Like bit. you can hydrate through coffee. You just have to kind of, you know. I mean, that being said, like. If you drink just a shit ton of caffeine, you're probably not doing so hot to begin with. Well, yeah, you probably get a little bit more sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I drink a fuckload of coffee or coffee and caffeine. Yeah, too. I, I try not to drink as many of the like big energy sodas. Yeah, like I don't like I don't really do like the sixteen ounce cans of like Rockstar or shit. Like, like oh, dude. if I'm gonna drink a fucking energy drink, I like you know I like a little eight ounce can of Red Bull. I like those. I'll do a little rocket of Red Bull. Yeah. Or a um a White Monster. You know, those aren't bad. Yeah, those are good. I feel like they they taste good, and there's like I don't understand how it works. There's like nothing in it, but then it has all this flavor, and then it makes me amped up. It, yep. It's a mystery to me. I don't get it. Yeah, I, like the only reason I can't do those is because like I just I feel real like I feel gross after I drink them. Oh. Like a Red Bull is like so like barely like it's not really carbonated. There's not a lot of mm-hmm. and it's also like it's so small. Yeah, like I don't feel sick because that's the thing is like if I get an energy drink, I want to drink. The whole fucking thing, yeah. So I can get my as much fucking energy as I can. But if I'm drinking a 16 ounce can, like can of anything, I'm feeling sluggish because I'm like I got fucking, yeah. I got a pound of like liquid in my stomach right now, and I'm feeling like super sluggish. Yeah, dude. The, speaking of like going to get as much energy as you can, uh, so I used to drink. Well, some so I used to work shift work and stuff. So I'd like be zombified like a couple weeks uh, a month from switching over from shift to shift because we do five weeks on then. Uh, five weeks on one shift and then switch over. So I drink these five hour energies, and uh, I think it was, oh, those are great. Yeah, but I think it's so fucking funny. I was driving and there's this homeless guy on the side of the road, and he saw me have the five hour energy, and he goes, "Hey, can I get an hour of that?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, five hour energy. Give me like an hour or two. I was like, "No, what the fuck?" What but I think it's hilarious. About? Yeah, I think it's so funny though. It's like, hey, can I get like an hour or two to spare it? <laughs> can you spare me an hour? Yeah, I do like five hour energy. So those are like, those are kind of my like smoking gun though. Oh like, yeah, that's that's my like last. That's my like fucking Custer's last stand. Kind of <laughs> yeah, if you're fucked the next yeah. day after like drinking or you're just tired, five hour energy yeah. will help. But that's yeah. Well, there was one time I had to. uh I was opening for this comedian, mm-hmm. and uh, I opened for him in uh, Ankeny, and then I had to get him to Fort Madison, Iowa, or Keokuk, not Fort Madison, okay. Keokuk, Iowa, which is even farther. Yeah. I had to get him to, into Keokuk, Iowa by, I think, I think it was either 7 or 8 in the morning. Okay, so you had to drive a few hours. That's a that's a, approximately a three-hour drive. Jesus. So. Okay. I had to pick this motherfucker up at four in Ankeny, which means yeah. I had to leave my place at like three in the morning from Des Moines. God, he couldn't. He couldn't meet here. He didn't have a car. He didn't have a car. Well, because he flew in. So okay, like, okay. I've been. I've been. He flew in on the day that it was the like negative fifty. <laughs> so I had to pick him up in like literally negative fifty degree fucking weather. God. And like all this other shit, and then pick him up. All this shit. Drive him to kick. Send like, I mean. And I literally just did a show with him that evening. Right. So, like, I was out until, like, 11. God, So, like, dude. I didn't get home until, like, 12.30 and then slept for two and a half hours. And I was like, <laughs> fuck all of this. Yeah. So, I had to go to the gas station and just 
get a ten out, get ten yeah. hours of energy. <laughs> Dude, I did the like extra strength, like green apple yeah. fucking one, and I was like, "This is." And he saw me. He's like, "Oh, you know that's not good for you, right?" I'm I don't like, "Care, man." I'm like, "I couldn't fucking care less right now." <laughs> you got two hours of sleep. Yeah. Did you get to drive six hours? So you're going there, drop him off, and come back. No. So uh, luckily, like I continued to work with him. So like, okay, that's good. And uh, my parents actually live in Burlington, which is like 45 minutes north. Okay. So nice. I dropped him off because we we had to get there that early to do radio. Uh-huh. So I did the radio with him, no sleep basically. Jeez. And like I was amazed that I didn't you know swear or anything, but I did radio. Right. Drop him off his hotel, and I was like. I got to go home and fucking just sleep until the show tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we did that. And then the next day we were in Burlington. So oh, man. That was a fun time, though. Yeah. Five-hour energy stories, man. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't regret it, but, like, looking back on it, I'm like, that's a... What? I did some dumb shit right there. Yeah, that's like some... Yeah, that's like some 21-year-old shit. Yep. <laughs> I can't do that these days. No, I mean... And luckily, like, I've kind of kept myself, like... Not to, like... I'm not in great not shape. Not to brag. Yeah, but, like... Because I'm kind of because I'm a skinny guy, like I can, it's I have an easier body to maintain. Yeah. Because like, as long as I can kind of keep this, like I'm. That being said, I am a lot thinner than I'd like to be right now. But, okay. Like. What do you keep looking at your arms for? Well, because I'm like fucking like I'm looking at my arms. I'm like, god damn, like I'm literally like skin and bone at this point. Oh yeah, I feel you. Like that. I'm fucking real. Like, I'm like real thin right now. And you were you at, like were you buff at one point? I've never really been buff, mm-hmm. but like. There was a point in my life where I was like, I want to get like fucking muscular because mm-hmm. like I've always like I've been a small person. So I wanted to like I wanted to I want to sit at like 160 is my goal weight. OK. And, I, and like I barely scraped 145 at my heaviest. Oh, wow. OK. And like I was like really trying. And like now I cruise around like 135 is my average. Damn, that's it's so crazy. I guess it's just like my normal is my fit normal uh, weight is about 170. And I'm like probably like 178, 180 right yep. now. Um, but like 135 and it's just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I weigh nothing. Like, yeah. well, and this was the only good part is like, I don't look like, I wouldn't bet you were 135. Yeah. At all. Like most people are like, what are you like 150? And I'm like, oh, I fucking wish. Yeah. That's your call weight. <laughs> yeah. Like if I could weigh like 160, like I would like, and that being said, like if I, I probably could, I just like, I've fucking stomach problems. So like if I yeah. eat too much, like I have to, I have a, such a strict regulatory diet that I'm like trying to gain weight through eating just doesn't fucking work so i tried working mm. out but like i got bigger because i started you know i, I would eat like fucking huge protein shakes yeah, high calories yeah, yeah and like i would because i would i would go work out like three, three or four times a week mm-hmm. and i would work like full body so i would work out like i think i did like monday wednesday friday sundays mm-hmm. and then sundays I would, I would do a light version of my stuff throughout the week but then like monday would be like heavy on legs and then so on and so forth and yeah then sunday was just kind of like a wrap it all up but like you know do a little bit of everything and then i would eat a huge fucking protein shake and then dinner jeez so that's a lot but you'd have to do that yeah. sure you probably you already have a high metabolism, metabolism yeah my anyways, metabolism you know? is fucking insane dude i'm, I'm pretty so, jealous about that like my so now i can like literally like take my pinky and my thumb and wrap it around my fucking oh yeah like, i can't yeah. do that like i can do that like pretty far up my arm here God. <laughs> like yeah so but it used to be like to the point where i would like i couldn't i, I was like at my biggest mm. i couldn't touch my pinky and my thumb and i was really excited about that yeah yeah and now it's like oh cool i can halfway up my arm touch my pinky and my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that's my like literally my like litmus test of her like how i'm, I'm doing otherwise i'm just like oh shit i'm like real skinny <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah put a little marker on there <laughs> yeah like, oh, and we're about here <laughs> so yeah that's funny yeah no, i like working out and stuff but this isn't really working out podcast. Yeah, Let's no. talk about some goofy shit. I know. I so said like we've we've gone. We've <laughs> talked about. A, I mean, we got pretty heavy into aliens, but we haven't even scraped ghosts yet. Oh yeah, man. 
I think, yeah, okay, let's talk about Ghost. All so, right. uh, I think, so I am a skeptic um, about Ghost, and one reason is because I worked at a graveyard for a summer, and I never saw a ghost, man. I was, like, kind of thinking I was yep. going to get haunted or some shit when I was there. This is, uh, can't, I can't remember the name of the, the, um, the cemetery, but it's apparently one of the more haunted ones in northern Iowa, uh, in Charles City up there where I used to live. Uh, what's up? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but, but yeah, I think I told you this on Monday, but I guess uh, for anybody that hasn't heard it, the guy, one of the guys that I worked with when I was there, uh, he was a groundskeeper, and I was just a guy that like weed whacked and helped dig graves and weird shit like that. And uh, he was telling me this story. He's like, he's like, you know, this graveyard's haunted, right? And I'm like, why the fuck you talk like that? He's definitely an Iowa guy who's talking like right. he's from the south. Um, not even like making that voice to make him sound stupid. Um, but he's like, yeah, uh, you know, this, this place is haunted, right? And I was like, yeah, I've heard the stories. Uh, he's like, I got proof. Like, yeah, well, hit me with the proof. You know, I thought he was going to show me something. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, you know, that gate over there one night I was here and there's blood on the lock. <laughs> like okay, okay he's like yeah and then, then it, next morning he was gone <laughs> like okay how the fuck is that evidence that, 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 that there's just, ghosts you know that just sounds like a crime happened yeah why didn't you call the cops bro like oh there's blood on this <laughs> yeah. must be a ghost yeah, he's like i got a weird feeling about it yeah man because you, you're at a crime scene potentially yeah like oh i just saw blood <laughs> and who, who who shows up at a crime scene they're like, I'm gonna sleep on this and come like, back hmm. I better I better consider that this might be ghosts. Yeah, this is definitely ghosts. He's like, oh yeah, it's all cleaned up. So ghosts are here. Yo, definitely ghosts. No, like, I, ghosts are one of those weird ones where it's it's so hard to believe in them until you've kind of had like a weird, unexplainable situation. Yeah. And like because I had one of those, it like and also like it was I was fascinated with ghosts as a kid, mm-hmm. and I found out later. It, uh, so I didn't know this until after I moved out of my childhood home because mm. like and we, we just moved to a different part of town but I grew up in this house until I was like literally starting high school and then we moved into the new place and I was you know my parents were talking about the new place like in versus their old house and they were like oh we did get it we got a good deal on the old place you know <laughs> blah 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 because of uh, all those those weird hippies that sold us to us said it was haunted and i was like uh fucking excuse me yeah. what yeah. I, li- I lived in a haunted house you knew that i was fascinated with ghosts and you didn't bother to mention that you bought it from hippies who sold it cheap because they were trying to move out because yeah. they were afraid of how haunted our house was right. are you fucking kidding me <laughs> but maybe that was like their litmus test maybe they're like all right our kid really likes ghosts if he claims he sees a ghost all right, maybe maybe he's got something. But yeah. like, did they? Did you ever go to your parents? And like, I just got fucking haunted. No, well, like I was, Oops. I was a, I was kind of like a scaredy cat kid, to be completely honest. Yeah. Like, um, I like, I wasn't really like I was afraid of the dark, and I didn't like to like be alone. So like my uh, like I always felt really weird in our basement. Like uh, like, and it's really weird looking back, and you know, it's probably like it's hard to say like. Like because of retrospect, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, I definitely felt uncomfortable in this house and all this stuff. But like, right. looking back on it, it, like genuinely, there are parts of me that are like, I did feel weird sensations, like in you know certain parts of the house, and I didn't like the basement at all. I mean, given it was an unfinished oh. basement, so it was like already kind of eerie. Yeah, it's yeah. already kind of creepy. But like, I just it felt really strange, and like I I like I still I mean I still have like pretty frequent nightmares so it's like not really the greatest test but like i had a really bad intense nightmares as a kid 
So like okay. I was like I was just a very like scared kind of kid. So yeah. that might have been why my parents were like, "Let's not tell them our fucking house is haunted." Yeah, exactly. But like I did have one ghost experience, and uh, tell me about it. Yeah. So and, and, I've ta- and you know the fucking people who listen to this are probably like just fucking again, yeah, man. Like, this fucking guy and his fucking. But yeah, uh, I'll tell like a redacted version. But basically, uh, I was home alone, and the only person who ever used our front door was my brother. And I heard my front door open and slam. And I'm like, that all checks out. And then I, I don't see him walk by the door, like our little doorway. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Because like our front doorway was like, there w- really wasn't anything there. It was like, we had our front door and then we had a computer. That's where we kept the computer. And then the like TV and couches and stuff were like, like closer to the like doorway. So if he would have been, you know, sitting down to watch TV or going up to his room or whatever, I would have seen him pass by. Didn't mm-hmm. see him, and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Because he, you know, had his own computer and all that shit to, you know, dick around with. Yeah. Don't see him walk by, so I kind of peek my head in, and I don't see him, and I'm like, oh, "I just must have missed him walking by." And then I looked and I looked for his car. His car wasn't out front, and I was like, "Guess I'm hearing shit." Like mm-hmm. I, even then, I was like rational in my head. I'm like, D- I'm, not, "I'm not thinking ghost." Yeah, exactly. So I sit back down at the, you know, because I was eating some cereal, and I go back to eating cereal, and uh, the only reason I even. It's worth mentioning to this is it was near my birthday and there was birthday streamers hanging from the fucking like the doorway. Ah, uh, okay. And I look over and I just see like a floating torso of kind of like an old farmer looking guy and the streamers were bent over his shoulders. Interesting. And I freaked the fuck out. Yeah. And ran over to my buddy's house, which did you see? Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. No, yeah, but uh, so fun fact about my buddy's house, it's across the street. My best friend lived across the street, so. Yeah. I run over there and I'm freaking out. My buddy's like, you didn't fucking see a ghost, you idiot. And like, didn't really, you know, think twice of it from that much from then on, other than the fact that I was obsessed with ghosts. So I was like, I saw a ghost. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I didn't put two and two together until like pr- pretty recently. Uh, my buddy's dad, again, like he's a, you know, he's a fucking blue collar mechanic guy, like not a fucking woo woo. I believe in aliens and ghost kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, would talk about how in his bedroom, like he would sometimes see an old woman. Hmm. And I started pacing it together. I'm like, I grew up across the street. These houses are married. Well, I'm, it, genuinely, it's possible. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a plot of land that like the houses are closely enough together uh, okay. that I was like, if this was one piece of land before it got split up or whatever, like mm-hmm. this genuinely could have been like one family. Ah, uh, yeah, and it could have been completely different layout. That road that you lived on, yeah, exactly. Been there. So I'm just thinking, like, holy shit! Like the fact that both of these houses are haunted. And these houses are probably built around the same time. Probably, like, there's probably some sort of, there's probably something there. Something there, I guess. I would, I, what I want to know is, like, why are all the ghosts from, like, the olden times? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, where's, like, the fucking rapper goes with a bunch of chains on his neck and shit? Like, why is anybody talking about that? They're like, oh, dude, there's an, a, definitely in a bonnet. This woman was from the 1700s. <laughs> Must be, like, a weird waiting, a ghost waiting period. <laughs> They're like, all right, and now you can't go. <laughs> yeah, go. Maybe that's what it is. There's a queue. Yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be like it's gonna be like the year 2200 and then fucking there's just gonna be like a dude like all the fucking like get, like some gang violence victims gonna just show yeah. up at somebody's house and they're gonna be like ah fuck yeah exactly they're gonna be like whoa the dude with a fucking gunshot wound yeah and then he just disappears uh, i don't know it's just fucking weird to me maybe maybe there is a cue and that's like why there's like so unsophisticated pranks that they're like they're doing it's just like they're just standing there yep like creeping you out like I feel like people could have a better way to fuck with each other better than well, know, that's what, standing uh, around. That's why, like, uh, have you ever heard of the stone tape theory? Uh, stoned tape? I've heard no, of the stoned, stoned ape. Yeah, there's the stoned ape. This yeah. is stone tape. Okay. Like, like rock tape. Okay. But basically the theory is that, uh, so 
because like it's an infinite university and you know this happens like this even this conversation whatever everything happens an infinite number of times right yeah yeah uh there's a theory i mean i say theory like this is one of those like it's a hypothesis but mm-hmm. you know in the in, in the world of pseudoscience it's the closest to the theories we can get. <laughs> uh but basically there's a theory that like if something particularly traumatic happens or something important or mm. just some sort of emotion like a strong emotional kind of tie to some like to space time that might cause something to kind of replay over and over just because it's something so weird happened around that time that like kind of fucks up that part of infinity so that mm. it like skips ahead or behind a little bit it creates like some sort of loop and like a tear in the yeah so like those ghosts might not actually you know be interacting even with the modern world it might just be like a weird accidental like scraping of a different timeline oh interesting yeah i mean if and if you also consider like the possibility of the many worlds theory and and if like if you take it out of like the narcissistic perspective where it's like you create that or whatever but like you know if like one event creates another i don't know another world off of the current world that we're in you know possibly what what if they are parallel to each other and like what you just said it could potentially be right right and why would there be space between them if they are parallel would they just be right up next to each other yeah i mean i think that's kind of interesting yeah, that's about the yeah. most rational ex- like and that's that's where like my rational explanation of ghosts come from it's just like uh any sort of like interaction of ghosts in this world a lot of people are like yeah that's not they're not ghosts those are demons hmm. yeah Which, what the fuck is a demon you know? yeah that's what's also fuck- like that's one thing that like i've never really like looked into just because i'm like i don't really i mean i'm not religious particularly mm-hmm. but like i have you know i have thoughts on like what the fuck goes on but Demons are one of those weird things. I'm like, I actually have no idea what that could possibly be. Yeah, because what, like, people just, like, demons are just bad ghosts or something, you know? It's like, obviously, there's a biblical definition of what those are, but, I mean, I personally don't don't uh, follow the Bible or whatever. I was yeah. raised Catholic and all that stuff. Um, but you have to, <laughs> like, they say in the Bible that there's demons and stuff. It's like, why are we using that as, a, as the definition of it, you know? Right. They're, I, it's just fucking strange, like... If there are demons out there, it seems like they're like, oh yeah, it's coming to get me, and it's gonna like what? I, I don't, I don't know. It's just like it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around like the possibility of those things actually being, being real. Like, okay, I could accept maybe a possibility of some sort of weird rift in in the space time continuum, you know, that would cause for like uh, you to see the presence of something else that's there that's not actually there, but. I don't know. I think it's really strange. Um, so, uh, two things I wanted to bring up. Uh, I'll probably, I guess I'll probably tell the uh, talk about like sleep paralysis first because yes. this is kind of like my rationale behind ghosts is like, and uh, and people get like kind of like defensive about it when it's like, oh, are you sure that you were in the right state of mind? Like, are you sure that you weren't like under a lot of stress or like do you even are you sure that wasn't just a dream? You know, because um, uh, so I used to work uh, at a place called Comprehensive Systems where I take care of like severely handicapped people. Um, so I worked particularly with this one guy who had, would have seizures all the time. And, um, at one day at work, it was a long day at work. I think I was pulling a double and this guy had a little magnet you put across his heart when he had a seizure and it pretty much slowed it down and, and save him. Um, and, uh, like, again, these guys are very, like they're ambulatory, but they're not verbal. Like they can't really communicate very mentally handicapped. 
Um, so he, I took him to the shower or something like that. And then somebody had moved the magnet. And so he dropped to the ground to like try to help them. And I was like, where's the magnet at? So I freaked out. Like went Usain Bolt, grabbed the thing and saved him. So it was like traumatic, right? Like a very traumatic, very traumatic uh, experience uh, right. dealing with that. So then I went home later that night, like nine or something like that after working 12 hours. And now I think I was 20, I think I was like 19 at that time. 20. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so Watching the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. Ghosts. Yeah, goat. Yes. Men Who Men Stare at Goats. Ghosts. Yeah, not ghosts. Goats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and during that movie, apparently there's a scene where people are just screaming really, really loud. You know, it's just like, ah, like just screaming at the top of their lungs. So I'm laying there. And at the time, I had a lot of like sleep paralysis because it's uh, triggered by a lot of stress. And like, yep. cl- it's pretty apparent that like dealing with the stresses of a 19 year old dealing with like working with and caring for mentally handicapped people that are so severely handicapped, they can't communicate. So you don't, you're constantly stressed out. You're trying to help them out as best as you possibly can. So I was under a lot of stress. So I'd have a lot of sleep paralysis and it was usually like kind of, you know, innocuous things that would happen. I'd I'd wake up and I couldn't move and I'd kind of look around. It wasn't really that spooky anything. This particular night, I woke, I had sleep paralysis, and I heard screaming. And like I, you know, when you have sleep paralysis, you can't move your head, but you can move your eyes. I looked to, to my left, and it was like he was there, like this guy that I helped out with a seizure or whatever, standing there screaming in my face. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was terrifying. It was like the scariest thing that's ever happened. It was purely out of my brain. Like my brain just hallucinated him there, and it's so weird how like my brain put him there spatially. It's not like he like just like appeared it was just like as i turned tracked to my left it's like i he came into my field of view like he was actually there it was insane i was like shook i was so shaken uh because like one it's like oh my god this is crazy because working with somebody that you like you are their caregiver so wanted to help him but i couldn't move he's screaming in my face oh yeah it was just just, like that's kind of like my rationale ghost because if I wouldn't. If I wasn't able to like rationalize what happened there, I was like, yeah, I was under a lot of stress. I was probably thinking about what happened with that guy and it saved him, all that stuff. And that the screaming on the TV, I woke me up, and then I was sleep paralysis. Uh, sleep paralysis? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I had sleep sleep paralysis, and that's what happened. But I can imagine somebody being like, oh, I got haunted. There's a ghost screaming in my face. You know, I woke up last night. Oh yeah. Because that's where sleep paralysis. Uh, people misappropriated that to like demons sitting on their chest. They couldn't move. You know. And it makes sense if they didn't have like the understanding of psychology. Uh, they're like, yeah, definitely you're being haunted yep. because you can't move. You're being held down by a demon. You know, it's kind of like the. Uh, I'm assuming you've probably heard that whole thing about how the, like the um, the Salem witch trials mm-hmm. were caused by. Uh, they believe like there's one theory which kind of makes sense that it was caused by a a LSD situation. Oh yeah, I've heard I've heard a couple different uh, some root worm root or something uh, ergot. Ergot, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. So ergot is a mold that grows on rye bread, and there was yep. like a late frost that year, so like they probably wouldn't have been able to like get their harvest. So they were probably eating like shittier food. Yeah, and like they were probably eating bread that had this mold ergot on it, mm-hmm. and fucking freaking out. Yes, because uh, no one's ever done psychedelics before, <laughs> and all of a sudden, like everyone in this small village where like you know psychedelics kind of I wouldn't necessarily make you paranoid, but like they they stimulate your brain in such a weird way, and then also like there was i'm pretty sure like that's what, what was really weird is like the whole uh tichuba like thing with like the girls like doing like witchcraft because i think witchcraft was kind of like witchcraft existed yeah which was like a, like a weird thing like and again witchcraft is also one of those weird things where it's like i i i i don't fuck with it just because i'm like mm. i don't i'm not afraid of it but it's just one of those weird things where i'm like because i have all the weird like because i like 
again, I, I like to live, like, as I've said before, like, I, I like to live in the universe where all this stuff is real because mm. it's so much more fun. Right, yeah. So I'm just like, I don't really want to fuck with witchcraft, but, like, that was, like, a, the reason that they did freak out is I think that there genuinely was some incident where, like, that Tichuba person was doing something with witchcraft and then the girls like you know got interested in witchcraft and there was they were doing witchcraft in the woods and then everybody was fucked up on lsd and they're yeah. like there's actual fucking witches and it was just like a weird overall thing right like, and that's and of course they're not going to know like oh i'm eating a mold that's making me trip dick yeah but yeah. like so they're they're like yeah of course it's witchcraft like it's real as hell yeah that, that stuff uh i'm i want to know like how they didn't deduce that their food was Get, like making them feel this way because like you, you this goes even back to biblical times when they're like yeah you can't have uh shellfish because the red tide you got a sick one time we're like yeah definitely that got us yep. fucked up and uh, like with pork i think is something like trichinosis yep. with uh certain different other mm-hmm. faiths you know um but how I, like that's what perplexes me with this thing and it makes sense how you described it but why would they not be able to figure out that the bread is making them feel this crazy fucking well i mean way? it took them it wasn't until like i think even the uh it was even later before we figured out that water could make like uh, they, they didn't even conceptualize like the concept of like microbes. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess it was pretty. It's like a nineteenth-century discovery or eighteen. Yeah, like I think yeah, somewhere somewhere around the yeah. late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds. Like yeah, like bathing was like not accepted because they thought that like you're supposed to like have a certain amount. Like I think. I don't know if this is exactly, but like that you were supposed to have some certain amount of dirt on you, hmm. but otherwise you were like not clean because like the dirt like kept you healthy. Which I mean has like weirdly enough probably some merit in yeah. the same way that like you know let kids eat fucking dirt so they build their immune system kind of situation. Yeah, it's like that whole microbiome thing with like yep. eating fermented foods and stuff. Yeah, so like they probably they were like getting closer, but like clean water was like they were never like I mean fucking they. They would drain people's blood thinking that that was a thing. And that was up to, like, you know, isn't that what killed George Washington, or am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> I, it was, it was some, I, some president got killed by bloodletting. Jesus. Okay. Because yeah, they thought that that was what was like, oh, they got you got he's bad got, blood in you. He's got too much blood. We got to get rid of some yeah, of it. Yeah, like, oh, you got to get the fucking, you know, the bad blood out of you. It's like, so they would fucking, like, literally bleed you. Jesus. Like, yeah, at that time, did you know the, you know, the, um, speaking of, like, historical strange uh, medical procedures you, you know the uh, term blow smoke up one's ass like like somebody's giving a compliment just to yeah do it and it's like you're blowing smoke up my ass do you know where that comes from no so in the mid 1700s uh apparently in britain i don't know if this proliferated outside of it um yeah okay i won't bring it up till later because it's weird uh, so <laughs> so uh the story goes that this guy and his wife were like walking around it's like a body of water somewhere and this is just like the mythicized story because um, it gets way bigger than this. They're walking by this water body of water and the guy's wife falls in somehow and she starts drowning and they have to resuscitate her. And I guess they're like, oh, we can't uh, can't resuscitate her. And at the time, there's a lot of tobacco enemas where they would like blow like they would uh, medically blow smoke up your ass <laughs> to get you fucking like just blitzed on nicotine. Oh, yeah. You cause, know? Like because if you blow smoke and like it will fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so continue. right. Yeah. So. Uh, this guy, I guess, tobacco enemas were all the rage at the time. He's like, I wonder if that will wake her up. So he took his fucking tobacco pipe, loaded it, and just and uh, blew the smoke, blew, lit it, well, packed it, and and lit it, and blew it up, up into his wife's asshole. And she came back to like she came back because uh, what was happening is the embers from the pipe would hit her insides, and her body would shock itself. Would be like, what the fuck, you know? So that, that so that's the story. 
This is real. You can look this shit up. This is the uh, so uh, they would put these what I call them ass blasting stations with like a pipe of tobacco in them and like a lighter or like matches or whatever they used at the time next to every watering hole. So if somebody started drowning, they, they would literally shove a pipe up their ass and blow smoke up there. Thank and God. yeah, so uh, there's two more steps to the story. So the, this got really popular, and it got to the point where the British Royal Humane Society was built upon the idea of if you uh, if you blow smoke someone's ass and, and resuscitate them, you take them and they, they, they testify to it, and then the, the, the queen will write you a check or give you like a, some amount of money, like equivalent of about 100 or 50, 50 or $100 in today's <laughs> currency. So they built the Royal Humane Society based on the fact that like, we need to regulate people blowing smoke up people's asses and saving their lives, and it expanded from there. So the current Royal Humane, Royal Humane Society is, has its basis in blowing smoke up people's asses, and they needed to stop doing that because it, it spread cholera because they were huffing and puffing on people's assholes, and they're sucking in like like digestive matter, like you know, oh poop into their mouth, and they're spreading diseases that way. And so, yeah, if somebody tells you like stop blowing smoke up my ass, you know, like I got a story for you because it is that's fucking, fucking incredible. Yeah, I blew my mind. I was like, one, how does not, how do more people not know about this whole thing? And two, it's like literally like a, a British government <laughs> like entity is based on literally fucking blowing tobacco smoke up people's assholes. I wonder if like maybe they stopped like propagating that information because they were like. We don't want people doing this. Just stop telling them that yeah. this is even a thing that happened. Yeah, maybe, man. Because it's kind of like a, I don't know, if, like there was a, I don't know if you listened to uh, your mom's house. I love your mom's house. Yeah. Like how they were talking about how uh, there was a video of that dude blowing crack smoke up that other dude's asshole. Okay, I love the show, but I haven't watched it in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. there's a They have a clip of a guy blowing crack smoke up his friend's butt. Oh, Jesus. That, they probably read that same article I did. Yeah, so like, <laughs> appa- well, I mean, apparently that's a common thing with crack smokers oh, is it's like more effective well also it's that and it's like it saves money on crack yeah because like <laughs> it gets two two for two for one man oh they inhale it into their lungs and then they just kind of they well see so yeah, so french like, kiss it in their ass yeah so like one person you know takes the hit mm-hmm. and then they blow that smoke into their friend's ass god so two with like people, a straw i don't know i didn't see the video <laughs> I, cause I only listened to it but right yeah apparently like there's a video of like two dudes like a dude smoking crack and then blowing it into his friend's ass. Oh my god! So I'm wondering. I mean, that's what's fucking crazy. Is like how, like there's like the blood membrane thing in your butt is like yeah. instantaneous. Oh so yeah. So like, uh, fucking. Do you listen to uh, Kill Tony? Yeah, like, yeah, I like Kill Tony. Do you listen to uh, one of the most recent episodes? No, I haven't been listening to a podcast recently. There's a network. That's fair. Yeah, but uh, there's a guy who apparently, he said that he, did a uh, what he called an a, a an an edible suppository and i'm thinking oh. that's not like it would I'm, I'm thinking oh it's a marijuana suppository oh what kind of suppository is it so it wasn't a suppository he took pieces of cookie like weed <laughs> cookie fuck? and shoved pieces of weed cookie up his ass when he just left him up there for a while and then shit out a cookie later. yes and apparently he got high as fuck i bet he's just trolling bro <laughs> I mean, maybe but like i mean there is part of me that's like I fucking, but not that I want to shove weed cookies up yeah. my butt, but like there's a part of me that's like, will that fucking work? 
Like, yeah, dude, I've never shoved. I've, I've never had to or tried shoving anything on my ass. But maybe like next time I'm in Colorado, I'll just stick like, a gummy and just kind of like, put it up there, and not tell anybody about it. <laughs> like, if, if there are like marijuana suppositories, I'm like that would really just cut out a lot of the middleman. It would. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like oh, I can just do this in like 30 seconds. Plop. Yeah, like, exactly. You don't even need to worry about taste or anything. Exactly. Like that. You don't worry about your lungs getting messed up. Oh yeah, dude. Like that one might be the ideal way to. <laughs> Yeah, that like fucking weed suppository. That being said, like, I, like I feel like it'd also be really weird because I feel like your butthole would get real numb. Yeah, I bet it'd be some weird shit. Your butt. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and like as somebody who has like stomach problems, my butthole being numb would be like not ideal. Right. <laughs> yeah, you just shit your pants. Yeah, I would just be like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, as much as I'm interested, I'm like, it'd probably be a terrible idea. <laughs> I bet. I bet it'd be a completely different high. Like, you know, you eat an edible, you have like a head body high. Yeah. It's like, you're like, dude, I don't know, my lower half is just fucked up right now. <laughs> your head is just completely clear. Yeah. Like, you're thinking straight, but like your legs are just fucking <laughs> noodles. Dumb. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, I bet it'd have a different effect on you than eating, than eating regular edibles. I know, and now I'm sure. just like, I'm genuinely curious. Like, I wonder what fucking sticking weed <laughs> up my butt would feel like. Yeah, I don't know if it'd work if you just. Well, it would have to be activated, so you couldn't just stick a nugget of weed up your ass. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, because I mean, apparently you can get high if you eat enough flower weed. Interesting. And it, but it's like the high you get com- in comparison to how much you eat is yeah. like ridiculous. Like you have to eat it like has to be insane. like oh, just like a fistful of weed to get like kind of high. It's just a waste. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like it's to the point where it's like if you're eating it to like get rid of evidence, like you might get a little bit stoned. Oh yeah, but it's just not even a big deal. Yeah. No. Like it, like you know it's. That's what, dude, weed is so weird. <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, the, I think the idea that the difference between uh, that there's a chemical difference between what happens when you eat an edible and when you smoke it too. I think that's that's interesting. Like this is like this is like totally like secondhand. Like, this is just like yeah, me hearing is, Joe Rogan hypo- talk yeah, about this. This is shit. all hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. no, no, we don't fucking do drugs. Yeah, this yeah. Mr. we are completely sober here. We are living in <laughs> Iowa. We do not. Uh, we don't have access to any of these cool things. Yeah, I'm sipping on beer, man. Exactly. We we we, we are red blooded American men drinking beer today. Yes. <laughs> which I might actually have to take a quick break here because I drank a giant coffee. And where we were talking about um, fuck, what were we talking about? I'm not really sure, but I think it was maybe something tangential to religion and something that I've <laughs> I'm not revealed to the world. I do. So, it's okay. So to reveal a little bit about myself, I sometimes I just do weird shit and fucking troll people, but it, I don't tell anybody about it. So it's just kind of this thing that happens in the ether that is only funny to me and my wife. And like, yes. like, it's like, I, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about, though. Yeah. So. Uh, we were dry- so you were talking about how your house was haunted when you grew up, and yes. then those hippies ran away from the house. Yep. I wanted to tell the story at that point, but I but it wasn't appropriate at the, at the moment because it was t- more talking about like ghosts. So this is on this is online with talking about demons. Um, so we were driving over to Milwaukee uh, for a wedding, and uh, you know it's a boring drive and. Now, what I've been doing recently is, <laughs> is the billboards that are like, uh, do you like Christ is your savior? Uh, call in for to for questions or whatever, yep. you know, like those kind of things. Those billboards are like all over <laughs> in uh, like uh, in Wisconsin, like you know, southern Wisconsin and northern Iowa and stuff. Uh, and so I called the I called I called it I called the thing uh, one time a few week uh, like a couple months ago. We we're going up to the Milwaukee area for a concert called him and i did it and at that time i was just kind of talk shit i was like oh yeah how do you and i just kind of got in an argument with the guy and it was just you know it was just kind of uncouth 
Well, this time, this most recent time, I called and I acted like I was a total believer guy, and I told him. <laughs> so I like to do like a southern accent, uh, and I told this guy on the phone. This guy's name is Dale. He was texting me. He texted me the other day a prayer. Oh my God, <laughs> it says Dale from Gospel Billboards. If you guys want to call it too, three seven four. And the website is gospelbillboards.org. I'm sorry. So Hell I, yes. yeah, I called this, called him, and uh, I, 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 uh, he's like, yeah, this is Dale from Gospel Billboards or whatever. God be with you. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, yeah, I have a big problem. And I was told him, I point out, I was like, yeah, I, I'm haunted. I said, a demon's following me. I was like, I'm moving from Texas right now. I'm moving to Milwaukee, and I saw one of your billboards. And I need help. And I, I went on to tell him. I was like, "Yeah, I got. I think I got a demon following me. I'm having all these weird thoughts." And, and he's like, "He's like, yeah, demons are real." So <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, but God is more powerful than those demons." I was like, "I've been praying," and I was like, "I, I went to my, I went to my priest in uh, Texas, and he told me to pray with my wife." And um, no, no, that's not how it went. So I was like, "I want," I told him to pray, blah blah, blah. and then. Dale's like, well, have you prayed with your wife? Uh, and I was like, well, what would that do? He's like, uh, well, if you prayed with your wife, my help. I was like, okay, well, that'll double the prayer power. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he didn't address that. He's like, well, it should help. <laughs> so I told this guy that I was running from Texas to Milwaukee <laughs> because I was being chased down by a demon. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> and I've been doing this for a couple weeks, and he called me not long ago. <laughs> Oh, I was like, I think I called myself Doug. I can't really oh remember. God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the double prayer power ain't working, Dale. <laughs> Fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. So now uh, I'm just going to text every month from Dale from Gospel Billboard. He's giving me a prayer. <laughs> and I don't. I used to be Catholic, and uh, I used to be Catholic and remember this stuff, but I looked up online uh, like a prayer, so I replied back. So he, he texted me, he goes, but grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both unto you and both to you and now and forever. Which I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> and he's like, "Good day, Dale from Gospel Billboard." So I replied back. I'm like, "God bless you, Dale. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved." Because my whole narrative is like, "I need to be saved." <laughs> the de- and I was like, "I think I was like, I hope God can win this devil, this demon strong." <laughs> He's following me. I stopped in Oklahoma at, at, a, at a Motel 6, and he was there. <laughs> and Dale bought every minute of it. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's my reveal to the world. I've just been trolling this random dude from gospelbillboards.org for the last couple months. <laughs> That's so fucking good. Holy shit. Yeah, he thinks I'm... I can't remember the name. I'm going to be fucked, though. And like he, Well, maybe he'll text me my name. I don't know. Hopefully he's like, hey, Doug, what's up? Surprise! He's he's an active listener to the group. <laughs> yeah, he's a Grove listener. By the way, I looked up your guys your podcast, and there's a lot of religious based Grove podcasts. I know out there. it was so I I fucking called it the Grove because like uh I, I to me like uh I I called it the Grove because like it's a conspiracy podcast and like you know weird science and like con- uh there's Bohemian Grove, oh, which, yeah, yeah. which is where the like fucking politicians go to the like Bilderberger shit, right? Yeah, like you know fucking. You know, worship Satan and sacrifice babies or whatever the fuck they do yeah. there. So I was like, I'll call it the Grove because that's kind of got like a you know mysterious, spooky thing. And then I tried to look for my podcast yeah. <laughs> to see like the Grove on Hill Street, and I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of churches called the Grove. <laughs> Pastor Frank Scarborough at the yeah. at the Grove. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. So then we we tried to make it Bearwolf Grove. Oh, okay. But we are because we'd already made the RSS feed. 
uh, <laughs> it was just like, ah, oh, goddamn it. Yeah, so, it's like, do I lose listeners? Or? So uh, I always tell people to Google uh, punninggame.com, right, yeah. which is our uh, host site, and then find the grow from there. Yeah, definitely. How's a... Uh, Oh, I'm horrible with names. I know this guy's name. I, f- I forget. The the host of the... Uh, Wade Taylor? Yeah, Wade. How's he, do you know how he's doing in Utah? Yeah, he seems to be doing well. I listen to his podcast every week. Things seem to be going pretty well from out there. So Hell yeah, man. Shout out to Wade. We miss you here in Des Moines. Yeah, dude. You were, you were a staple, and now we're kind of holding it down, trying to... Because it really is weird, because like, uh, comedy kind of comes in like waves, where like there will be a huge crop of new people, mm. and then... like. If there's like ten new people, mm-hmm. like two or three will stay. Oh yeah. So like trying to find new comedians that stick around and aren't shitty people and actually stick, like waiting for them to kind of like mature into like, you know, a, something that we can put on stage and trust them not to like fuck up. Not yeah, like actually, I'd say yeah. some fucked up shit. Or not even that, but just like you know, like or just suck. Or yeah, just like you know, lose their train of thought, or like you know, get like spooked, or mm. like lose you know, not have like the proper materials. Like and usually, you know, it takes about like, it, I would say to be able to be able to work a solid show, I would say probably about like get, I mean, obviously this isn't an exact science, but about like yeah. about six months, you can t- you can probably be like, hey, you got seven minutes. Yeah. Like that's if you if if about six months you don't have seven workable minutes, like figured out <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah i definitely agree like <laughs> figured I, out yeah like i mean figured out yeah, letter kenny fucking love letter yeah, kenny holy yeah. shit i was watching some of that earlier today and fuck just, yeah it's so fucking good yeah i definitely agree the, the, yeah i think uh i don't know the comedy i'm new to the comedy scene i think you've been doing what for like four years now or something like that two and a half or so two and a half yeah okay. yeah i started in february of 2016 yeah i did uh i started oh i, th- I think i technically started like november of last year so it's almost a year now but I broke the fuck out of my hand uh, in March. I broke my, like, fourth, I think my third, fourth, no, second, third, and fourth metacarpal. So, like, my uh, pointer metacarpal, my middle metacarpal, my ring finger metacarpal, my right hand. God damn, doing what? (laughs) I fell down in a river. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to, I saw we were backpacking or hiking up in, uh, down in Arkansas, and, um, well, we're trying to cross a river and it's fucking ironic because I told all my friends, I was like, dude, we're not going to, we're not like, we're not fucking around. We're trying to hop across rocks. We're just going to trudge through the water. If we have water crossings. <laughs> Did the opposite of that. It was, <laughs> it was seven miles into our hike. It was like a total, I think 30, 30 miles or something like that. It was right in the beginning. So we got seven miles in, got to the water crossing. We're like, okay. Uh, I was like, I'm just going to check it out. I'm staying on these rocks. I fell off one time. And then I get up and I have these trekking poles. So I try to plant them. And then another surge of water came, took my feet out, and I had a backpack on, and it just Ooh. fucking punched the earth, and the earth won, man. Uh. It fucking destroyed it. So I w- stood up, and I was like, guys, I broke my hand. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck? And they're like, are you sure? I was like, I don't know. And then it just proceeded to just fill up to the size of like a quarter pounder. Oh. Yeah, and I was dumb enough. I was like, oh, I think it'll be okay. I think I just jammed it really bad. And I was like holding my hand underneath like the cold water, just like moving it around. So I was like moving my fingers, uh, and my bones were popping. It was like, <laughs> it was horrible, bro. Yeah, so I did that. I broke my hand. And, you know, I was pretty down in the dumps. Uh, so I stopped doing comedy, I guess, or stopped trying to do comedy for, I don't know, probably four months or something like that right. after that. So I guess November to March-ish, and then I think I picked it back up. Maybe around August, something like that. Maybe July. I don't know. But yeah, 
I think that it is interesting. I definitely have seen like there's a couple new guys. I'm to the point of done it doing been doing it for a little bit. There's a couple new people that have popped up and hopefully they stick around. Oh yeah. No, yeah. like I dude I mean given every fucking comedian probably loves their local scene, but like mm-hmm. I genuinely love like the Des Moines comedy scene. Like I've over the course of just uh I'm doing it over the course of years and like I travel a little bit, like I got friends all across the country. Nice. Because uh, I I was part like I'm part of an online community so like I know people just literally fucking everywhere nice. so I'll go visit some of my yeah, friends like Jehovah's Witness kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before and if yeah. not I don't give a shit uh, I'm actually a furry oh so, okay yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> nice. I just yeah like I fucking go to furry conventions and shit like that meet people like that way yeah and uh, I got friends you know that and I'll go see them because it's like mm-hmm. if I'm not like if I don't see somebody at a convention and like they're because like, that's usually how we meet up is I'm going to a convention in November yeah. And that's generally the best way for me to meet up with some of my internet friends that I see like maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they can't make the convention that I'm going to or for whatever reason, like we're not going to meet up at a convention some year, mm-hmm. uh, what I like to do is I, I just like to go see them. Because I'm like, all right, like, you know, you're still my, you know, you're still a really good friend of mine. If we're only going to hang out once a year anyway, I'll just come to your place or you can come here. But like, because it's fucking Des Moines, and yeah. the people that I know usually live in more exciting places. Right. Like I got friends that live in fucking Orlando. So it's like, yeah, don't come to fucking Des Moines. I will fly to <laughs> Orlando and we'll go do cool shit there. Cause like, yeah, you know, like fucking, you know, universal and all that shit. Like I visited Florida. We fucking hung out there. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with the story. Actually, <laughs> the- <laughs> I can't really remember why you started. Oh, you're talking about the, you love the Des Moines comedy. Oh scene. yes. Duh. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So as I visited these people, I've done mics and stuff in those cities mm-hmm. and I've, you know, followed those scenes on Facebook and like the Des Moines comedy scene seems so much more tight knit. Oh, dude, I definitely agree. I I feel like I had to get over a hurdle for people to be like, oh, hey, Jeff, what's up, man? Like, for a little while, I thought I was like, oh, yeah, what, what's up, man? They were like, kind of, you know, incredulous about my presence there. They're like, this fucker's going to be gone. That's literally what it is. Yeah, is for it's, sure. Like, it's not that we're just like, oh, fuck. It's just always just like, oh, okay, like, I'm going to, you know, meet you, and then, like, you're never going to come back. Yeah. Like, so, like, it's not that, like, I don't think there's anybody here that's like, you know, fuck these new people. It's always no. just like, all right, like. Let's hang out a little bit, see what happens, and then eventually, as like time goes on, we'll be like, okay, like, yeah, you're here, like you're part of it. Like, there's like, I don't understand when people call, like. Apparently, there was like a whole thing where like they thought that like the Des Moines comedy scene was clicky. It's not clicky. What? It's just people fucking like. I don't understand the idea of like clicks to begin with because it's like, oh, you mean friends? Yeah, like it sounds like whoever wrote that article fucking sucks. Well, it wasn't an, it wasn't an article. It was oh, just, so like, just saying something. Just like you know, there was like a. Like, when I first started, apparently, like, there was, like, a whole thing about how, like, Des Moines Comedy was clicky. And then, like, I got in, and I was like, nah, like, we're just, hmm. like, I'm not, like, I'm not friends with everybody. But, like, yeah. if I meet up with, like, I would have, like, I, like, and I, when I say I'm not friends with, I just mean, like, I don't go More hang out with them. Like, yeah. outside of comedy. Inside of comedy, like, yeah, we're, like, we hang out, we have shoot the shit, we enjoy each other's company, and it's fucking great. Of course. But, like, I don't go to their house, we don't fucking, you know, like, so... Yeah, that's why I don't understand this whole clicky thing. It's like, do you want people to be your friend? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't understand why like, anybody would say something like that. Yeah, like, like, I mean, given like I've had like even the people that I consider like people that like friends that I've met with outside of comedy and like even then like it's just like yeah we have stuff in common like and mm-hmm. no and nobody's like no you can't come it's just like yeah like everybody's gonna kind of find the people that they get along with. Yeah, exactly. Like the the comedy scene, there's definitely groups of people that have more in common than other groups of people yeah. you know it's like oh yeah there's there's those dudes that are hanging out 
but it's not a fucking click. It's no. just those guys have just hung out with each other. Maybe they join the scene around the same time, so they have like a similar perspective on what's yeah. going on. Yeah, the clicky stuff. That's just I don't know. That's like do nothing, bitch kind of like mentality. Like it's clicky. I don't like it. Yep. I felt really bad one you know? night uh, at Lefties. We were hanging out and like, like because there's always like you know out outback Lefties. There's always like some kind of circle mm-hmm. and like we were sitting in like the little patio area everybody's sitting down and it's kind of a cir- it's not like a closed circle it's just like the way that the chairs are it's yeah, a circle that like you your back will be to people mm-hmm. and there's somebody that was like sitting on the outside like would try to like chime in <laughs> and like we would try to include him but then he would like climb up again and it's like you can just come into the circle like yeah so i felt bad because then he eventually like you know when he had to leave he was like oh you know kind of inter- like reintroduce himself like oh bye and then like it kind of made me laugh because uh, I hadn't gone up yet. And he's like, oh, dude, I really loved your set. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Like, <laughs> I haven't even done it yet. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I, but I also remember being that person, though. Like, yeah. Seeing these people who were, like, comedians when I first started and being like, wow, like, those are fucking comedians. Like, these are funny fucking guys. Isn't it weird? Dude, yeah. it's really strange to, like, and then suddenly be like, oh, yeah, like, I've hung out with this dude every week of my life for the past fucking. Holy shit. If I did start, I'm trying to think if I actually did start in 2016 or not. Hmm. It might have been 2017. Also, it's even less time. Yeah, like it's. Mm. I, I feel like it's been because that was our two year anniversary. Was that where? Okay. Or that might have been the one. Fuck, I don't remember. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> See, I forgot how long I've been fucking doing it. Is yeah. The thing is, that be, and because it's become so like part of my life. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely. Uh, I. Uh, I feel the same way. It's, it's becoming an ingrained part of my life. Where. Uh, I, I'm always trying to think of of ways to like make things funny on stage and like that, that, that mentality is always in the back of my head. Like, yes. Oh, I can use that. I can, you know, and, but I think, um, I'm like, I, like, I think we've already established, or we have already established, like I'm newer, but like just the other, like just this last week, a couple of people like in the community that I really respected, they're like, Hey man, you're funny tonight. And it's like, dude, that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that's, va- that's a validating night. I feel fucking great about, about that. That's dope. Like, uh, so I'm, I think I'm still work, working my way in just to kind of, I guess, to wrap up this like little segment. Like, I'm still working my way in, but, but I do not agree that the, the Des Moines scene's fucking clicky or like, yeah. exclusive or anything like that. No, it's kind of, and that being said, I mean, like, I don't know if it's, if it was and it got better, but like, I never saw any of that. So, yeah. And if it was, there's different people in the scene now, too. Yeah. It's, you know? and it's also really fun because, like, once you like reach a certain, like, once you've been in a certain amount of time and then you see the new waves come in and they're like, the like what washes up and then what leaves. Yeah. And like like I said, if if like ten new people show up to an open mic and then three end up being part of this, you know, quote unquote the scene. Yeah. Like, they stick around, they think they're funny enough to yeah. you know, try to work on becoming funny funny. You yeah. Know? And they actually like stick with it and they stick around and they're always there. And then it's like, okay, like now not that not, not that we're like, Oh, I'm not gonna learn your name until you, you know, have proven yourself, but it's right. like because this happens so often, it's like, yeah, like, you know, I have enough fucking trouble remembering the names of my coworkers. Exactly. I'm horrible with names. I, yeah. yeah. Like I, I had to present a meeting and just straight up forgot the names of like two of the people in this meeting. And I was like, Hmm, let's see if I can navigate through this one. <laughs> just like, and you and you yeah. and what's up, Mark. So I was like, I was like writing fucking names on the board. <laughs> and then like the, you had to spell your name. And I was like, I'm just going to pretend that I forgot to write your names down. It's like, Hey, uh, it's Ted. <laughs> oh, I forgot oh, so, how to spell that. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. But yeah. I, so, but it's the same situation. And it's like, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, hold on. I'm going to wait for you to, you know, be worth my time. But there is that aspect of like, oh, you know, I'll do my best to remember your name. But like, I meet a lot of people. Yeah. And what I, what I think is also interesting about the comedy scene, being actually part of it, not just hearing what comedians are saying on stage, because it's all 
when you hear like uh, a comedian go and they're like, oh yeah, comedians are fucking weird, blah blah blah. That's uh, that's definitely like that's just their bit. Like they're just trying to make people giggle or whatever with that yeah. because. I don't know. Maybe I am just that fucking strange. I'm a weird guy fucking calling up billboard companies. And That's trolling so people fucking inside. funny, though. <laughs> Holy shit. But, like, like I, I feel like people are pretty generally normal in the in the comedy scene. At least the guys that are, like, doing really well. Like, you meet the dudes that are, like, this guy's going around. He's he's getting gigs and stuff. This guy's, like, all the guys I've met, they're normal people. Yep. You know, I, I don't I don't agree with uh, those those like weird diagnoses of, of comedians. Like, come on, there's just normal people that have the, that have the balls or maybe just like the wit to go up there and make people laugh. Exactly. Whatever. Like, uh, the, the idea that they're all fucking creeps or weirdos, especially with that whole like Louis CK thing. They're like, Oh, the typecast fucking comedians is jerker offers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's so fucking strange. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think comedians are just normal people that just have a different thing that they do. Like you might go fucking pot plants when you get home. I go home and I think about how to try to make people laugh yes. or I go, go on stage yeah. and like there is a certain amount of neuroses of like you know needing like because i mean that being said like, i don't think there's any comedian that does it just like i mean given like there is the aspect of like i want to make people laugh but it's also like i want to make people laugh because making people laugh makes me feel good 100 percent. that's why yeah. i do it i watched eddie murphy's raw uh set and i was like that is fucking amazing all these people are losing their minds i want to maybe try to do that yeah and it's because and it's a beneficial thing because it's like the feels good for them to laugh and it makes me feel good yeah. to make people laugh like I don't, i'm not gonna like because i like there's some narcissism in comedy yeah, yeah exactly definitely. like there's no way that it because you know like of course i'll be like oh you know I'm, I'm up here to make people laugh but then like it's like on the surface that sounds great but then in my head i'm like i like making people laugh because it makes me feel good i couldn't give yeah. a shit less if they're actually happy or not <laughs> like but if they're happy that's a great uh you know side piece of the fact that now i feel good yeah definitely like that the, i guess the the perspective i'm taking because i'm still learning on how i'm being, you know perfecting the craft or whatever uh working on it it's like if as long as i get done and people are smiling and people feel good afterwards like that's I'm happy, man. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like, obviously you want to try to kill as hard as possible. You want to try to make people like laugh as hard as possible, but if you get done and people aren't pissed off, you know, yeah, that's I think you did a pretty good job. That's why I don't get this whole, like we comedy needs to be edgy. Comedy mm. needs to, you know, and it's like, bro, like just make people laugh. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like find whatever way you can to make people laugh and try to avoid, you know, shit that is like questionable. That's why like, I don't do this whole, like, you know, push the boundary types like mm -hmm. given i do i tell some risque stuff but like yeah i'm not doing it because i'm like comedy's about pushing boundaries i just talk about shit that i think is funny yeah and some of the stuff that i think is funny does push boundaries but i'm not doing it because i'm like it's my job to toe the line like that whole fucking like hill to die upon is so fucking stupid oh yeah like well uh i don't mean to get political or anything like that but that guy that got fired from snl he's like <laughs> it's my job like you just said it's my job to push boundaries uh, that's my job. It's like, fuck off, man. You said some shitty stuff. Fuck yourself. There's a thousand people that can and will replace you. You fucked up. How about you actually make a real apology? Yeah. I would apologize if, uh, like, come on, man. Like, and that's what's like, it's weird. Cause like, I actually listened to that dude's podcast long before he, yeah, like, got, uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast, Shane Gillis. Like I was a fan yeah. of his podcast for like eight months and I still think he's a funny guy, but yeah, like his, course, his, his reaction was like, I was like, come on, you're smarter than that dude. Yeah. Like, don't sit here and be like, oh, you know, it's my job to, and it's like, Shane, no, it's not. Like, exactly. Like, you, like, I, like you shouldn't have to apologize for your humor, but also mm -hmm. don't sit here and be like, I have nothing to apologize for. Exactly. That, that's my problem is he's like, that's what we do as comedians is 
push boundaries. Like, exactly. Yeah, you, just you mirroring make, what you just said. Yeah, you, know? you, you make people laugh. No one gives a fuck what you have to say unless it's funny. Exactly. And if you're going in, like, you're going in talking shit about, like, I think I said something about, like, Asian people or whatever. It it's was, like, like, what the fuck? Like, well, it was given, like, you know, not to, you know, I don't really know the justify it, but, yeah. like, he did quote unquote Asian voice. That was, I thought he got busted for, like, actually talking shit about Asians and saying, well, like, they're, oh. He was kind of pointing out that, like, Asians are. And don't fucking cancel me for this, listeners. <laughs> but uh, he was pointing out how like Asians are like extremely racist. Okay, well the people they're well, it's a known thing like Asians are racist within the Asian culture. Like yeah, you know, and like then he was kind of pointing that out, and then like he did uh something about how like because he's fat, like mm-hmm. he gets a little bit more respect from like Asian culture. Oh, so he okay. like he yeah. So that was like kind of where that went, and then also they well my favorite part is like that they said he had like homophobic viewpoints and like really yeah, and I was just like. Man, I listened to this dude's podcast for eight months, and not once <laughs> have I been like, "Hmm, this makes me feel like less of a person." But then right. I also have like experience of like actual homophobia as a gay man. Yeah, yeah. So like when people are like, "Oh, he said stuff that hurt my feelings," I'm like, "You've never been discriminated against proper, now have you?" Yeah, that stuff is strange when people try to. I don't know if the word like nowadays, like, I don't know if it's the best word to use, but like that, like appropriating someone else's offense. It's like, why are you being offended for somebody else? I, I understand, like. um it's like, hey, that's an offensive thing, but don't go fucking saying, I'm so offended. Yep. Like, well, were you personally attacked by that? Like, you should, like, there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. You know? Exactly. Like, come on. Well, like, it's it's so funny because people are like, oh, he said, he said homophobic things. He's a homophobe. I'm like, listen, about two years ago, mm-hmm. I was walking alone on a street toward one of the fucking gay bars in Des Moines mm-hmm. in this fucking jacked up truck, like, you know, huge, like, you know, rich white boy kind of fucking uh-huh. truck like yeah. fully loaded bullshit hasn't towed shit yeah <laughs> uh full of fucking just drunk dudes i'm fucking walking and they, i hear this car coming slows down honks the horn and i'm like oh what the fuck's going on here so i turn my attention to see this you know big truck with a bunch of fucking drunk dudes and they scream faggot and then oh, drive God. and then they you know fucking gun it down the road i'm like hey good job tough guys yeah <laughs> and then i'm like that to me is like that is much more scary than hearing somebody say because i don't know like if I mean, obviously, like, it, you know, it worked out and it's like, whatever, like, I can move past it. But, like, in those, you know, few seconds when I'm like, am I about to get injured? Yeah, are you about, about to get yeah. hate crime done? Yeah, it's like, like am the I, are they going to throw shit at me? Or are they going to shoot at me? Like, what the fuck is about to happen? And then they, they scream and then they go. It's like, what? Like, nothing happened. But it's like, that's that's the shit that freaks me out. So yeah. dude making shitty, you know, gay jokes doesn't, that's, to me, not, that's not homophobia. That's just being a fucking jackass. Yeah, definitely. It, it's it, like, it's all about intent. With that that stuff, but I think that like what my problem with that stuff, my wife was like, "Oh, this is fucking bullshit." You got canceled, you got kicked off SNL for all this stuff. The comedians are just telling jokes or whatever. And uh, I'm gonna I'll repeat what I said before. It's like there are thousands of people that can and will replace you that are just as good as you that haven't said fucked up shit before. Yep. And they've also hand if they ever have, they probably handled the fucking apology a little bit better. Like I don't get you keep talking about uh, the politics stuff, but something that I think is tangential to this. Is uh, you know Justin Trudeau just got like revealed that yeah, he had this stuff happen. Yeah, but his like apology was perfect. He's just like I did not understand what I was doing and I fucked up and I, I'm sorry. I can't even say I can't express it anymore. Then you switch to this other dude. He's like, uh, what do you expect? That's what I do, man. It's like, come on, bro. Like that's not. Well, also it's like it just shows that you can't even bullshit your way. Like, yeah, that's what's also fucked up. It's like, come on, like, can you can you not at least be smart enough to be to pretend? Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Like, uh, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. Cause my, my, my philosophy on life is like, why don't you just go through life and do you be yourself as long as it doesn't negatively affect anybody else. 
clearly like the people were pissed off about what happened. And then he's just like, ah, what do you expect? What should I do? Yeah, I just, I'm just a comedian. It's like, okay, when I made a fucking joke that, you know, almost got me beat up in a bar. Yeah. Uh, I stopped telling the fucking joke, not because I was afraid of getting beat up in a bar, but it's like, if I told a joke and somebody wants to beat me up afterwards, clearly there's something fucked up about that joke. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to tell it anymore. Like, I'm not going to sit here and prostrate, you know, you know, prostrate right. myself and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But like, if somebody fucking wants to beat my ass after I told a joke that was off color and in the end I realized, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. then like if i didn't move on and be like yeah okay then that's on me yeah that's the big thing is like and as much as i love like that being said it's like it's weird because like i loved matt i still you know think matt and shane's secret podcast is funny yeah but like hearing his reaction of just like oh you know i'm just a comedian i you know push buttons and that's my job it's like no your job is to make people laugh and, exactly make people laugh be happy right yeah and it's like and if who's pissed off and laughing exactly yeah and it's like and and yeah like f- listening to it and like hearing that episode like and having all this stuff taken out of context, it's like, no, like, genuinely mm-hmm. speaking, like, it, what he said really wasn't that fucked up. Right. But, like, his, it's the reaction of, like, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, it's like, no, like, at least have the fucking wherewithal to be like, maybe what I said was insensitive. Or even just pretend. Yeah, yeah. At least just do the fucking face value stuff. Yeah, like, but I guess there is something to like I guess it's just a difference of opinion because some some people are like, Fuck yeah, he didn't he didn't stand down. He said what he wanted to say and that's how he is. I guess some people like that stuff. I guess in my personal opinion it's just like, yeah man, again, say for the third time, there's thousands of people that have not done shit like that that yeah. are just as good. It's not That's and that's what's know? crazy. It's like people like there's this weird aspect of like people that are like Oh well, you know he's so funny, and like you shouldn't. And it's like, okay, 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 sure. Yeah, he's he is a funny person. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, there's also like, or they're like, it's he's you know he's, it's so weird that they think that like people like this are the only funny people that are still around. But like, exactly, nobody wants to like you know realize it because they're like, oh, if he, you're only funny if you do this stuff like this. Like I know plenty of hilarious comedians who aren't, you know, pissing people yeah, off. Yeah, like know? I don't. It's like I don't understand this idea that like. Oh, you have to tell these things to be a real comic. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I guess maybe it's just like different philosophies in that that's definitely going to exist. Um, but at least in my personal opinion, my outlook on life and in comedy in general is, if you're making people mad, you're probably doing something fucking wrong. You know, like like the like the Bill Burr stuff. That stuff's a little different. Like he goes yeah. pretty hard and like acts pretty misogynistic. But like I've listened to his podcast, and it's just like that is his jokes. It's a little bit different. It's all about intent, you know? Yeah, well, and that's the other thing, too. It's just, like, you can make a smart, shitty joke. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's the same thing as, like, like not that I, I'm, like, some fucking comic genius, but no, it's, like, yeah, if, I tell, if I tell these fucking incest jokes and all these gross things, it's, like, these aren't just gross-out jokes. Like, there's yeah. a little bit of, like, not to, you know, credit myself too much, but, like... I thought about it for a little well, bit. Well, there's, like, yeah. a... There's a... There's a weird, like, fake thing where, like, people think that, like gay people have this like weird like what? Uh, oedipus thing that they want to you know they, they want to fuck their moms or they fuck their dad oh okay so i tell jokes about wanting to fuck my dad <laughs> because like there's this weird stereotype of like it's like a reverse oedipal thing where it's like yeah you know like i have daddy issues i really want you know i and i you know i'm just trying to you know <laughs> i'm trying to find a man to replace my father because of blah 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 and like no my dad was fucking dope yeah like my dad was the shit i'm not gay because my dad didn't pay me attention i'm gay because i'm fucking gay yeah exactly so like, of course so th- i tell jokes about wanting to fuck my dad <laughs> to kind of like point out like do you hear how fucking stupid the shit you're saying is right yeah and that's definitely. where like my offensive material is is it's like it's just i'm highlighting stereotypes and poking fun at them 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your parents must be cool if you still go go like obviously you're yeah like yeah you're out you're out as a gay man your parents are fully support that that's amazing in and of itself being yeah. i'm guessing they're like almost 50 or they're 50 years old yeah they're somewhere so there. yeah they're cool with it and they, they, i'm getting like they yeah they're totally cool with it and they're that fucking old they're probably cooler than a lot of their fucking yeah, no, like, acquaintances you yeah, know like my my family's i mean as cool as they can fucking be about it as yeah for, well for especially for like their upbringing like mm. they grew up in a society where being gay was like not okay that's what i mean yeah, yeah so like i mean they're they're like they're, compared to like what they could be like i i lucked out and mm-hmm. like i tell some people you know some of the things and they're like oh i'm so sorry about that and i'm like no you don't even like understand like i'm lucky to even have what i have Mm, yeah i guess well i mean you grow up in the you mean in terms of like growing up in the or being alive in the time that you're in right now well like so uh i mean not to you know bad talk but i mean like it was weird for my parents for sure like when i came out like they weren't just like oh cool whatever like i'm not gonna sit here they process it for a little bit yeah and like but they did it in the best way they didn't like kick me out they didn't like you know completely abandon me Mm -hmm. and like sure there's still some weird kind of things like i mean but they come from their perspective of like you know my son's gonna grow up he's gonna have a you know a nine to five job he's gonna have a white picket you know, white picket fence and a house and a nuclear family kind of thing. Like you have and that. Th- yeah. Kind of. And then when I kind of, you know, blew that up a little bit, you know, yeah. that, that shook them of course, but you know, we're fine. Mm. And so when I tell people, they're like, Oh, that's so sad that, you know, it's like, no, like some people don't even get that. Some people get kicked out and they never speak to their parents again. Some people yeah. don't get to see their family ever again. Like I'm so lucky that it happened the way that it did. Oh man. I can only imagine, dude. Yeah. Uh, I have a cut co- my cousin, uh, my cousin's gay and he got recently married and it was so tough on his dad. Like his, Dad had a really tough time with it. I think he's finally coming around to it. Um, but, like, yeah, definitely it's the times. Like, if in 10, 15 years, if uh, it's not like somebody like, came, comes out as gay, I'm sure it'll be like, if the parent has any problem with it, it'll be like, what are you, what the fuck are you even doing? Like, right. Just, you know, what are you talking, like, we all know this is fine. Like, some people are gay. Who gives a shit? But, like, now it's almost like it's kind of understandable for them to be taken aback. But, obviously, it's not acceptable for somebody to be against it, obviously. Oh, yeah. But, like... If somebody's like, oh, fuck, it's going to be taking me a couple minutes to, or like whatever, a couple of days or something like that. Yeah. Nobody's so, like, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. as long as, like, that's the thing is like, as long as people like, and not, and uh, just growing up in a small, not, I say, I keep saying small, Burlington is not really that small, but like, it feels small. Yeah. I grew up in a town of 8,000 people. Oh, that's actually that's small. Burlington, tiny. I think is like 20. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, uh, nice. Me. I, uh, I graduated with four, a class of 400 people. But like, okay, that's pretty big. But we have one high school, so yeah. it's like, yeah, like but everybody like, knows each other. Yeah, right? it's like it's a, it's a the high school itself has you know sixteen hundred mm-hmm. students or you know give or take, but like that's the whole city plus the Catholic high school, which I don't count. <laughs> yeah. But like, the general population, like you know, it's like big but not. It's yeah. Like, 400, like a four hundred graduating class is like a one Des Moines high school, but there's yeah. a lot of Des Moines high schools. Whereas like yeah. one graduating class of four hundred. That was it. So yeah. I knew everybody, well, sort of. I, mm-hmm. I remember going to fucking high school graduation and seeing people walk across the stage and being like, I have never once in my life met this person. Good God, yeah. My, mine was, I graduated like 103 or something like that people, and I knew every single person I graduated with. Yeah, I I knew, mo- like I'd, I had at least seen or in some way interacted with like a lot, but then people would cross, and I'm like, I've never even seen this person in the hallway who the fuck <laughs> is this person? Like it That's was so fucking weird. Dude, it was, it was really strange. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I mean, that being said, like, you know, not to be like pat myself on the back or anything, but I mean, if you were in like higher classes, mm-hmm. because I, I did like honors stuff and like, yeah. I was part of the, you know, smart population. Mm-hmm. Like my, uh, like 
I was always in like the top ninety, like top ninety percentile of like the ITBS or whatever. Like, I wasn't oh yeah, fu- like, I wasn't <laughs> ITBS. Fucking, remember yeah, that shit? Like, yeah. I wasn't a fucking genius, but I was like, yeah. never did I really dip below ninety, which is like about where I sit myself, anyways. Like, I was never yeah. fucking. I was never in the ninety ninth percentile of like you know the fucking super smart kids, but I was right. never like never below ninety. So I was at least like you know top ten percentage of my class. So like I was put with other people. Like that. So all these stupid motherfuckers walking around yeah. the stage. <laughs> I mean, as dickish as it sounds, I'm just like, man, like I've never seen this person before. This guy must have been in remedial math. <laughs> That's kind of what it was. I'm just like, oh goddamn. That being said, like Brenton also had like a weird like influx of like people because like Brenton oh. is three hours north of St. Louis and three hours. That's west where the coat of... factory is, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> enough, we actually don't have a Burlington coat factory. Oh really? <laughs> You'd yeah. imagine that'd be like the first thing they built there. Yeah, but no, we don't have one. The closest we have was like a Montgomery Ward or some shit. The hell's that? I don't know, some fucking version of that. <laughs> some some yeah. coke company. Some fucking coke place. But yeah, like <laughs> yeah, no. So Burlington is about three hours north of St. Louis and about three hours west of Saint of uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. So like, you damn, know. it's just six hours from here. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah, because but yeah. Burlington's like literally like it touches the Mississippi River. Okay. It's like on the fucking river, and. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, like, not to be, I don't know if this is problematic or not, but, like, fucking, if you're three hours north of a major city and then three hours west of another major city, mm-hmm. and there's a town like Burlington that doesn't have a lot of cops, <laughs> guess what you're fucking doing? You're setting up fucking shop. You're dealing a fuck ton of drugs. Oh, I'm, oh I gotcha. So, yeah. there's an influx of people do, like, directly do that. Dude, there's gang violence. Drugs. There is hell a gang violence in Burlington now oh that's spooky man dude it's really strange like straight up some dude got uh, recently this dude uh, I'm not gonna say his name I'm not gonna mm-hmm. try to cause too much controversy here but uh, yeah. a guy um, knew that some people that were trying to get into because he was throwing a house party mm-hmm. uh, some people tried to come that weren't invited and he knew were like kinda you know rowdy and he's like no you can't come and they fucking shot him and killed him what they shot him because he couldn't, they couldn't go to a party yep Oh my god! Yeah, dude. that literally happened like l- about a month or so ago. Dude, that that's like uh, I feel like I ha- uh, I think Tommy, uh, I think Robinson, that's his name, the, uh, the bigger dude. Oh, uh, Tommy Morgan. Not Morgan. That's yeah. the name. Yeah, Tom, Tom Morgan. He has this joke, uh, that he just said it before I did, but it's not. It's like it's just a quick one liner. He's just like, I think people that carry guns are pussies. Yeah. And it's like I was trying to figure out a way because he just pretty much straight says it. Yep. And it's funny. Um, but, uh, I was trying to think of like, uh, a joke about that, but, uh, those people that solve their problems with like guns or they are waiting, they're just like waiting for a problem to arise so that they can just have their call to action. Yep. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like what, like you're going to end someone's life. What for like a fucking pack of cigarettes and 500 bucks at the gas station. You're going to shoot, shoot a robber in the back of the fucking head. Like, I, I don't know. That stuff is crazy. Or, like, with that, you're going to murder someone because they didn't invite you to a party and you're mad about it. Yep, it was. Yeah. So, but, I mean, like, there's literally gang violence. Like, uh, I've mentioned it a few times before, and I, I don't know how much, how it pro- again, not to be problematic, but I don't know if you heard of that, that uh, Kadari, I think Kadari Johnson, Kadari Wilson, something like that. Not sure. Yeah. Uh, they were a transgender woman. In okay. Burlington, and I'd I'd actually met this person a couple of times. She was cool. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I w- I wouldn't go as far as to say we were ever friends or even friendly, or that she would even probably fucking remember that we've met. Yeah. But um, she got fucking murdered. For just for being a trans woman. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, there was some other. I mean, not not that it all like justified it, but there were other circumstances that all led up to it. What did she like kill someone? <laughs> no, like there uh, like again, I don't want to go into it. basically like oh, it okay, wasn't okay. like it wasn't just like 
oh, you're trans. I'm going to kill you. But in the, it was also kind of that. Kind of hatred's based. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was definitely some. But yeah, so, like, God. but that's Burlington, man. Like, literal fucking crazy gang violence happens there now. That's I guess that's one thing that I'll I'll give Charles City where I'm from is that there's there is some violence that'll happen every now and then, but it like if it does, it's like big news there and everyone talks about it for a while. It's like there's a lot of like a lot of dicks up there that but they all they do is talk shit. And yeah. like maybe there's like a fight, but it's like a normal fight where people battle it out and then they just and like then it's do, over. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, I like to like talk smack on CC from time to time because it's a small town. But at, hearing other uh <laughs> Like perspectives from people from other towns in Iowa, it's like I guess uh, CC's not that bad. <laughs> Trust that he's not as bad as as yeah. it could be. Burlington's real strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Oh fuck. What so should we get? Oh yeah. We gotta get wrapping this up. Yeah. yeah. Shit. It's about uh. It's about six o'clock. Oh fuck. We've been way. fucking going for a while, man. Yeah. You got to get going. Uh, I gotta do some fucking uh, laundry and grocery shopping and well, that's get pretty dinner and weird. All that shit. Weird end to our uh, conversation. Yeah, I know. I hate to fucking <laughs> wrap it up, but it's also like I don't know. Like yeah. otherwise, we'd get into a giant. Like, and because uh, that's the thing is like, we've had such good conversations and I'm like, yeah. all right, like that seemed about the end of that tangent. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we could start it back up, but it's really, yeah, and then, point. and then we would talk for another fucking half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, definitely. I got, I haven't got it through my checklist, bro. Oh yeah. Shit. Like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, is, there, is there anything else like particularly pressing you wanted to talk about or no, no, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, shit, no, just, I just like, yeah, it's to the point where it's like, oh, I'd love to ha- keep having the conversation, but it's like life happens. So yeah. And also, like, I mean, it. you're always fucking like, honestly, if we want to do a part two or something next week, I'm fucking super down. Anytime, so, man. Yeah. I'm down to do this whenever. For sure. Yeah. And what do you, when you, uh, when you put this out, um, so what is like the processing time? Like, uh, this will be out Tuesday, this Tuesday. Oh, dope. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then put that out, uh, and then you like, you upload it and head over to lefties or something. Oh no. So, uh, I, I go through, uh, the, the way Taylor. Uh, mm-hmm. I just send all that stuff out to him and then he does the rest. Oh, he cuts it down for you and stuff? Well, I mean, yeah, so I'll do the editing. But okay. Like, nice. I'm going to send him over the finished product tonight and then he'll drop it on his RSS feed. To oh, drop right on, Tuesday. on Well, cool. Well, what's up, Wade? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, sorry to cut it off in such a weird place. But yeah, like, talking about like small towns and like gang violence and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'm fucking, I'm hungry. I got to do laundry. I got to do grocery shopping. Yeah, I got to go home and fold laundry and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so do you have any like upcoming shows or anything that you want to plug? No, man. I have just been, uh, I've been trying to get to the point where I can do shows pretty much. Just doing, doing open mics, trying to get my name out there, trying to get people to recognize me, working on doing my type five, you know, trying Hell to yeah. work on that. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything. I'm not selling myself just yet. <laughs> For sure. Well, you definitely caught my attention. That's why I'm fucking glad that we had you here. Sorry we didn't get as uh, yeah, in depth man. as some of the weird shit as we could, but like, well, I, you know, we can talk, you know, I could talk about fucking anything. Yeah. So. For sure. That's, that's why we kind of went. I... Yeah. And like I said, this, this podcast never stays on topic anyway. So yeah, that's kind of the gist of listening to yours and Mike's conversation. The, I think Mike made a comment there. He's like, uh, are we still, are we supposed to talk about ghosts or do you guys just talk about whatever the fuck you talk? Yeah. About? We just talk about like, yeah, it, again, like it, the paranormal aspect is mostly like it's to me, it's something that is like, it's something passionate about. So I always like to talk about it and I always try to integrate it. But like, yeah, mostly I'm just like, I want to have a good conversation with people yeah, and exactly. like talk and also just talk openly mm-hmm. and like it literally just, interact with people and be like like what the fuck's going on with you like that so that's kind of where this whole thing came from is it's the the 
paranormal stuff is like, all right, like I want a good, you know, I want a springboard and I want yes. to, pay, you know, something that we can kind of touch back on. But otherwise, I just want to fucking talk to people. Yeah, I definitely agree. Ho- yeah, hopefully that conversation was entertaining yeah, to everybody yeah. else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and if it wasn't, then, you know, they're not true Grove fans. So, <laughs> yeah, if you didn't like that, then. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if you didn't like that conversation, you probably don't like the Grove. So. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> this is generally like this is a great this has been a great episode. Like as long as like that's the thing is we we ha- like there was no awkward pauses in conversation or anything like oh, that. Yeah. So like that's the real main concern. Hell yeah, man. Oh yeah. But I guess in closing, I guess uh, all I have to say is if anybody ever tells you to stop blowing smoke up their ass, <laughs> just tell them that Hell story. Yes. It's like, of course I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> I don't want to get cholera. Exactly. Alrighty. <laughs> well, uh, make sure you go on over to punandgame.com where you can find such podcasts as Fun Pun Gaming, Not Worth the Time, my personal favorite, Who Gives a F, Returning Classic Things About Stuff, and of course, my other personal favorite that I personally make, Monster Jamboree, as well as the one you're listening to right now, The Grove. That's all over on punandgame.com. Make sure you check out their Teespring, where you can find Pun and Game shirts, you can find Grove shirts, you can find a whole bunch of shit, who gives a F shirts, teespring.com uh, for uh, punandgame.com. Make sure you guys go buy some cool shit, and uh, make sure you listen to all the other dope podcasts that are on punandgame.com. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. See you guys.